Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, I am ready. Go ahead. You're listening to Autoglim 10 Top Tuesday for fans of everything with a roof. Unless I'm very much mistaken, it's Tuesday. And it's Tin Tops. It must be Tin Top Tuesday. Done! Done! <laughs> Done! It. I'm sorry, I couldn't resist it. Uh, for any Partridge fans, uh, you'll get it. By the end of the show, you'll get it. A very good evening to you. Welcome along, everybody. It is Auto Glim Tin Top Tuesday. It is at the halfway point already. Can you believe it? Halfway through the season of the Quick Fit British Touring Car Championship. And what do we do on Auto Glim Tin Top Tuesday? Well, we talk about it. That's exactly what we do. And what we do is we talk about it with you. So we need you to get involved. And if you haven't listened before, welcome. All you have to do, an email. You can email us. It's studio at tintoptuesday.com. You can tweet us at tintoptuesday. Or you can use the hashtag tintoptuesday. One or the other. We're very happy with that. And the other thing that we need are pictures. If you were at Croft at the weekend enjoying what was um, an, an emotional weekend, a hugely dramatic weekend at Croft Circuit at the weekend, and you took pictures, uh, it's a very picturesque circuit to uh, get some great shots. If you did, send them in. Studio at tintoptuesday.com on email. And if we get a particularly special picture... It becomes Image of the Week. What does Image of the Week mean? It means you get a packet of goodies from Autoglim to make your car look absolutely brand new. Uh, Lisa Haywood uh, was our winner from a couple of weeks ago. And I'm very sorry, Lisa, I haven't sent your thing, your details onto Autoglim yet. I will, I will, I promise. It's been ever so busy. It's going to be ever so busy for the rest of the week. It's British Grand, British Grand Prix week, you know. Oh, yes, it is. For those of you that are going, listen to Radio Silverstone, 87.7 FM. But tonight we're talking about Croft and the BTCC and the halfway point. And now, I quite like the idea that we've done lately that um, that every guest is is a bit of a surprise. Um, I quite like that idea. It's a, it's, a, it, it's, it's a good thing. We like that. Um, so I think we'll do that again tonight. And we might drop a few sort of little subtle hints as the evening goes on. Um, but other than that, um, you can be surprised. Uh, we play a bit of music. Uh, if there is a particular bit of music that you like, and a few of you do uh, write in and say, oh, really liked that. Could you play a bit of this? Yes, we can. Of course we can. Uh, write in. Studio at TintopTuesday.com is the email address. On Twitter, it's at TintopTuesday. Or you can use the hashtag TintopTuesday. Or we have another hashtag, you know. Um, hang on, let me go over to here. Hashtag, this is how I listen. 
and we've got we've got so um so i don't know how to pronounce your name i i'm, I'm really not sure how to pronounce your name um <laughs> so i won't attempt it or it'll go horribly wrong um but it says using the hashtag this is how i listen um still listening Thanks for the mention on this week's show. Do Autoglim do prizes for the most places listened? Last three episodes uh, have been listened to in... I don't know how to pronounce that. I've never seen it written down before. Myanmar, Kenya and Madagascar. Fingers crossed I'll make it to Croft. Hashtag this is how I listen to my favourite podcast. And what is that little reptile? That's a really cool picture. Actually, it's not a cool picture. He looks really angry. <laughs> when he was little, I thought he was cool. And uh, now he's bigger. Uh, I'm not so sure. Um, <laughs> if you want to have a look at what I'm looking at, it was the it was the last tweet we liked on the uh, at Tintop Tuesday Twitter profile. And I guess that's a picture from Madagascar. That's really cool. Very cool. So if you are listening in a particularly interesting place, it, it wasn't a brilliantly sunny day today, was it? Was it? I don't know. I was, I've been inside. I've been working all day. Um, I think it was all right, wasn't it? But maybe you're sitting in the garden. Maybe you're enjoying a, a summer's evening and listening. Or tell us. Uh, use the hashtag, this is how I listen, and uh, send us a little picture. That's on Twitter. For your images of the week, it's on email studio at tintoptuesday.com. What else have I got to tell you? Uh, well, we certainly, I, I can tell you uh, without a shadow of it, it might not come as a surprise, uh, but we do have the championship leader on the show tonight. The championship leader at the halfway point is Tingram. Tom Ingram at the top of the standings, 195 points. Josh Cook, he didn't have the best of weekends, 192 points. Colin Turkington, 183 points. That's the top three. Ash Sutton, 171. Uh, so, surprise, surprise, we do have the championship leader on the show tonight. Oh, yes, we do. Little Tingers. So, images of the week, if you please, on email, studio at tintoptuesday.com and on Twitter, join in the conversation at tintoptuesday and hashtag... This is how I listen.
So two weeks ago, I hated myself because um, I, I knew I had to uh, because I do a, a BTCC themed radio show. So I had to attempt to speak on the show to Daniel Lloyd and to Colin Turkington. But I knew that two days before that, um, they'd both had a, a huge, horrible accident at Alton Park and... Um, and I didn't imagine for one moment that I'd talk to either one of them. Uh, and I, I felt really bad about asking, to be honest. Um, Daniel Lloyd got back to me and said, well, I would, but I'm really busy um, and I'll do it in a couple of weeks. And true to your word, Daniel Lloyd, um, you've now got the, the, the end of the story and it's a happy ending. Yeah, well, if you don't ask, you don't get, do you? Yeah, you, you, you have <laughs> to word. ask. You have to ask. Yeah, hundred percent. And um, I don't think it would have been the best show anyway because I was um, not feeling. I it. definitely was um, a bit of a mess at the time. Yeah, I'm sure. But um, but yeah, obviously, yeah. Thanks for thanks for asking. Thanks for having me on the show. And uh, yeah, I'm uh, a bit looking forward to this. Uh, it, 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 pretty much, whenever I seem to get you on, um, there's a, a story of great achievement on the track, but also tinged with. How are you? Because last last year it was uh, it was your back and it followed a great weekend. This year it's following an accident and uh, and then two wins, uh, which well, was amazing. Yeah, I, I put that down to you not wanting to talk to me unless there's a disaster or some some that, success. That, so. that that is that is basically the way it goes. I'm I'm, I'm afraid. I don't really like to have the the bad stories, but um, we have to cover them because because yeah, you know yeah. people care. Um, uh, but but I'm much happier when we've got a, a happy ending like we had at the weekend, and it, it couldn't have been more of a fairy tale story, really, could it? And it started straight away really on saturday you had a great car and you were driving like you were so determined yeah i mean yeah god i don't know where to start it's just the last two weeks have just been absolutely crazy mm. and um i'm still overwhelmed by it all now sure. and i think i will be for <laughs> for some time um but yeah i mean going back to alton park obviously what happened was was terrible but you know at the same time i felt very lucky that I didn't come out of it any worse, and and the same for Colin. Obviously, we we had we had our injuries, but it, I was just very grateful nothing was broken or anything like that because um, I'm I'm sure you know, but my my race license got suspended um, after Alton Park just because I got taken to the hospital and because of the injuries. Of course, yeah. Um, and you know, if I had have broken a rib or something like that, then they wouldn't have allowed me to race. Which I think was the worry initially, wasn't it? It was, yeah. I mean, the first week was extremely painful and, you know, I was obviously focusing on the the fact that, yes, I am going to be racing, but if I'm going to be honest to myself, I, I didn't really know if I'd be well enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the second week, that's when I started to get some confidence and think, right, OK, yeah, now I'm OK now. Um, so I went down to see... Um, uh, a race doctor who um, had a look at me and he, he gave me the go ahead and I, I did the shakedown on Thursday morning on an airfield and there's still a bit of pain mainly where I'm changing gears because you don't realize how much you're using your ribs and the, the core of your body when you when you're hitting the gear lever yeah. and um, so it's still a bit of concern and then jumped in the car shakedown on Friday and then I, f I felt great in the car, out the car is a little bit different, but in the car, I, fe I felt fine. So that's when I really got 
a buzz about me and I jumped out the car. I said to my engineer and my mechanic, I thought, right, let, let's go, boys. This this feels good here. Um, so, yeah, it's um, an interesting couple of weeks leading up to the weekend anyway. Now you were, So if we, if we are to go um, forward and go to Saturday, race one, I mean, you were sliding that car around like like I haven't seen for a very long time. There was no one going to take that win off you, was there? Whatever they tried, they weren't going to get past you. Yeah, I mean, I'd, obviously, I'd, I got third on on Saturday in qualifying, which was mega. It was really great. And if someone said to me before the weekend third, I would have snapped the hand off. But <laughs> actually, being P1 for ages and having the car underneath me, which just felt amazing um i was actually disappointed with third a little bit yeah because i felt I, c- I could have had pole so then i was just so focused and i knew what i was gonna do in my head i thought right mega start of the line I've, i'm confident with my starts now hopefully i can get into second on the way in and then and then really push on the first couple of laps with Collins. so i think you know that the two weeks of all the tough times that we went through was kind of like all, all all put out there on that first lap of race one i was so determined to to get into the lead and I'd, watching watching the race back now it looked a little bit leery through the jim clark <laughs> i mean particularly after the uh, the race restarted and i just thought there is no way he is gonna give that up and everybody else no. has got a sort of a, a grandstand view of, of what you were doing it was um it was astonishingly astonishingly exciting to watch um were you uncomfortable afterwards because adrenaline is a great painkiller isn't it well i tell you what the the most pain i was in all week i, c- I came over the line after race one and i would just punch in the air that hard like just screaming come on i was punching the air that hard i actually put something out in my back oh my goodness <laughs> so, so that caused a load of pain but it, it was worth it it was worth it oh my goodness i i, I mean it, it, it is true when the adrenaline is running high and the emotions were running high what wonderful scenes when you got back to to park Fairmay and your, your 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 family were waiting there for you emotions from you emotions from the family as well um because one thing we tend to forget is that we we, we see a, a driver have an accident and we, and we hope he's okay and then he goes to hospital, so we're still a bit concerned. It's the family as well. Uh, the, the, yeah. the, the family yeah. goes through it possibly worse than you do. A hundred percent. And uh, My mum and dad were there all weekend and my mum said on the Friday night she wasn't going to watch this weekend at all. She, <laughs> she's still in tears like over the weekend and... In the race, I, I didn't know this, but she couldn't watch. She was out no, the back I get at, that. at the truck and someone had to look after her because she was having a panic attack and she was struggling oh. to breathe. Oh, and goodness me. One thing that is amazing, the, the, the guys from Trade Price Cars, they, they have a videographer there and they got the footage and they filmed it the last I think the last three laps of the race, the reaction in the garage, which is something I never get to see. Something special, isn't um, it? And 
oh my god it was it was so nerve-wracking even to watch them but it was one, <laughs> one funny thing my dad when he was watching the last lap he he shouted at the top of his voice don't defend you and then i can't say the rest of it <laughs> on here <laughs> but then there was a big cheer and then my mum came running from outside in tears as well so yeah God, it was um, emotional. Oh, Dad was <laughs> trying to hold on to the emotions at Park Fair, mate. But I mean, as 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 men tend to tend to try and do, keep the stiff upper lip. But uh, <laughs> it was obvious that he wasn't wasn't winning the battle. And I tell you, it was lovely to see. It was just the outpouring of emotions after what has been two weeks. I would imagine for everybody concerned, a very worrying and a very troubling time. And and you couldn't have paid them yourself and the team let's talk about a little bit about the team the amount of work that the the team have undertaken to get you out yeah a hundred percent i mean you know after the, the crash on sunday alton you know i got back from hospital 12 at night and i was literally in the bathtub at 7 a.m in the morning with my laptop doing emails to start trying to find a solution to find this this money um, from the crash damage. So from my side, it's been, you know, mentally and 14, 16 hour days working. But from their side, it's been just as ridiculous mm. with the with the with the work that they've had to put in you know you know WSR they they wasn't able to get their current chassis out and our team has have managed to find a way to to make it work so every time i spoke to my engineer dan he was driving up and down the country collecting parts because it was also it was waiting for new parts and trying to figure out what what they could do um certain components of the gearbox it needed a new gearbox but there were certain parts we couldn't get so we had right. to salvage those parts from other from other other gearboxes um so, I mean, the shakedown we did on Thursday morning, that night, my engineer and number one mechanic, Daryl, had two hours sleep just to make sure the car was ready wow. to, to check. Um, so it was really a huge team effort. All the guys from the other from the other cars were chipping in to try and help as much as possible as well. Um, so literally a huge, huge team effort to, people, to get that done. People don't realise, none of us realise just what goes on behind the scenes. To to think that you were still poorly and you were tr- uh, trying to work out how to get the money together to, to you know, re- re- repair the crash damage. Um, and, and I was following your story on DLR TV, uh, your TV channel on, on YouTube, and um, you actually shared the eye-watering cost of that damage. Yeah, that's right. You know, when I when I started my YouTube channel, um, I thought if I'm going to do it, I, you know, I'm going to be myself. I'm going to be honest because I really I, I don't like when people aren't themselves and just over the top for the sake of it. You know, I, I am who I am. I'll, I'll just I'll just say how it is. And I thought, why not cover it? And mm. actually, it's been a really good thing because I've got I've had so many messages, which I literally I could not have kept up to which is just, which is which is mega i really yeah, really pre- is, yeah. appreciate the support and it's kept me going um but the youtube's been great because it's a great way of updating people about what's going on as well um so it's, it's really come in a lot of use this past couple of weeks so so, so so dan is is racing driver your full-time occupation you don't have to run off and do a day job it's 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 all about sponsorship it's about keeping yourself fit it's about getting yourself race ready for the next race is that how your life works 
Yeah, that that's that's everything I do at the moment. Mm. I used to do quite a bit of coaching, but even I'm just too busy for that now. I've got about twenty one businesses that sponsor me. Um and I, I run all the events, I book everything, uh, from the track days to the dinner balls that I organise, um, the networking meetings, all the PR stuff in between. So I literally do everything. That is the um, full time job. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know, the goal this year, because it's growing nicely. Um, unfortunately, not, not making any money out of it. Oh. Um, but it's heading in the right direction. You know, my, my real goal is, is to try take someone on to, to help me with all the stuff because there's literally so much to do. Yes, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, um, it, it's great. It's really positive, but it's a very, very stressful time at the moment. Yeah, no, I, I, I absolutely believe it. Well, the, I mean, the good news is that although there's a tyre test in a couple of weeks, it, it's four weeks until we go competitive again, isn't it? It, it, it? Is that is that a good thing for you to be sort of doing the day job, if you like? A hundred percent. It's yeah. nice to have this break now. And, um, you know, with the, with the damage bill around 95 grand at the moment, I've probably tackled about 30 to 35 of that um realistically i've got another i've got another 45 grand to raise um because some of the allocated damage budget will go to it and um and now it gives me some time to really try and work on that and keep going so how do you go about doing that dan is it going to existing sponsors and saying i've i've, I've got this problem is there any how do you do it what do you do I haven't actually done that yet because I right. don't want to. You know, my sponsors are so great anyway yeah, and they've given yeah, me yeah. so much support. I don't, I don't, I haven't done that. If someone wants to come forward, then obviously I have a chat, but of I course, haven't done yeah. it. So it's, at the moment, it's been contacting the people who we're, we're already speaking to. It's trying to reach out to new people. Um, and then one thing I'm working on now is, you know, I've had some people say mention about crowdfunding and things, but I don't want to do that. Right. Um, because, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not horrendously injured. Um, it was no one else's fault. Um, so I don't want to do that. But what I am working on is trying to get some different tier packages to sell. So right. it may yeah. be like a bronze silver gold package and then include different things so like bronze maybe a signed picture frame saying thanks for your support along with a dlr cap up to the larger packages of putting on a trap day and giving someone hot laps in right, in yeah. a special car and 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 adding loads of things into the package so i'm putting a lot of work into that now so i'm hoping to launch that in a week or two and you know right, if fans yeah. do want to help support they can do it for a sensible cost but that actually get something back in return with some value as well. Uh, and if people are interested, I can't imagine that anyone would not be interested in a in a hot lap um, uh, with you in a specially adapted car um, to take two people. Um, uh, where would they go? What would they do? So basically, just keep keep an eye out on my social media. Well, once once I've got everything in place to announce these packages i will be pushing it very hard on on social media so if you you won't miss it put it that way so you know <laughs> if, you, if you want to follow the dlr tv i'm going to do a vlog on it and what every package includes um or you know my all my social media handles are all daniel lloyd 23 um so yeah just trying to get everything together put the presentation together show what each package includes and some instructions of how how they go about being involved with that but you know it'd be great to go to donnington do some hot laps and i'm trying to get a time attack car 
um, <laughs> as well as have a simulator competition in the garage and like I say, like like some merchandise, some signed photos and, and some also, so I'm working on getting some products from some sponsors as well donated in there. So I could make some quite cool packages. You are a very determined young man, aren't you? It's uh, it's very impressive to, to hear and to see it all happening. Um, as far as the year is concerned, uh, it took a little while longer last year to get to the point in the season that you were right up there and, and you know, pushing for podiums and potentially wins as well. Um, you've got to that point this year in a new car and new team um, a little bit earlier. This is at the halfway point. Despite everything that went on at Alton Park, despite that, um, you're now a double race winner in the championship. You must have pretty high hopes for the second half of the year. Yeah, I do. I mean, to be honest, at the moment, I haven't even really thought on to the second half yet, just because of just trying Everything to going on. tackle yeah. the task of trying to make sure I'm able to finish it all. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's been really, it's been a strong start to the year. The, the, the initial results weren't unbelievable, but we had some issue like Donington had a, had a damper go down in qualifying. Brands Hatch had my hybrid fail in qualifying, which then led on to very difficult weekends. I think Alton, that's where it started to come into play, you know, qualifying third. And we were really just, just about getting there. And, you know, it, it, learning a new car, coming with a new engineer, it's such a tough championship. You know, like, the, like let's say Tom Ingram, Top, top of his game he's been with his engineer five years they yes, know each yeah, other inside yeah. out you know he, that's he, you can't underestimate how much that relationship means with your engineer understanding yeah, what, that. what yeah. you want from the car so it does take a little bit of time but I'm really really happy at the stage we're at so early on in the year anyway. you're running eighth in the championship now you know yeah, I, I, I think I was sixth after the second race, which is just unbelievable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable after Alton. You know, we've had some really consistent points, but no real real standout finishers before this weekend. Um, but yeah, it's it's nice while we're still finding our feet and still having these little issues that we were still scoring some solid points as well. Uh, final question, um, I, and I have been watching, as I say, your videos on DLR TV. Um, I have to talk about the the designer kitchen. I mean, is that <laughs> is that how your designer kitchen is every day, or do you do you clean it up before you start talking to the camera? Because it looks <laughs> mega. I mean, it looks amazing. Yeah, no, I, I, um, I, I'm so happy. I mean, I moved into this house last year. I was I was in a little apartment for for seven years, and I've worked very very hard to try and get into this but now i'm mortgage uh, mortgage is absolutely through, through yeah, the yeah, room yeah, I get and that. i'm regretting yeah. it a little bit now <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but but also it's the perks of living in the north alan because uh, things are things are a lot cheaper up yeah than yeah it's true areas. yeah where, where, whereabouts in the north are, are you are you based then in Huddersfield, which is, right, a very, yeah. which is a very cheap bit. So. Is it? <laughs> but, but in it's fairness, but you don't need to be anywhere else, do you? You could be anywhere you like, um, because uh, nowadays with, with the internet, that's your means of communication. Your day job is to communicate, and your weekend job, you'll have to travel wherever you are. So Yeah, I, I, I still like it. You know, all my friends and family are here. It's got of nice places around, and, you know, I... 
as long as there's a, a decent pub around and some nice places to eat, <laughs> I, I don't care. Oh, well, be- um, believe me, uh, on Sunday evening, as I set off down the A1M, I thought I'd much rather live up here. I mean, it would be just <laughs> faced with a five-hour drive to get back yeah. home again. Um, but uh, yeah, um, we've uh, we've got one more uh, really northern meeting, haven't we, of the year? Because we go over the border into into Scotland to the wonderful Knock Hill, um, and then we come back down to the sort of middle of the country and down south again, don't we? Yeah, that's right. You know, it's actually mega uh, position for circuits. Yeah, I get, you know, I get even Knockhill, that's far away. You could do that in four, four and a half hours. Can you? Um, so you know, you Donington hour twenty, Alton hour twenty, um, Croft hour twenty. So it's, it's it's actually spot on. To be honest, you're selling me on Huddersfield. You know, Dan. <laughs> if I can have a kitchen like that, I might consider moving up there. That sounds like <laughs> I, don't, I don't suppose you mind a new neighbour, do you? Um, yeah, very, <laughs> very good indeed. Absolutely brilliant, Dan. Congratulations on the weekend. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely wonderful. And I, I still look forward. I'm a, I'm a fan of Alan Partridge. I have been for many years. So I still look forward to the day that I can get you on the podium, Daniel Robottom on the podium, uh, and Dan Camish on the podium. So, uh, so, so I can just shout out Dan, Dan, Dan. I'm just looking forward to that moment. That's the moment I need. If you haven't seen it already, Dan, look for it on YouTube. Alan Partridge. Dan, it's a, okay. it's a, it's a, a, it's a pretty famous clip. That's that's for sure. And, and I, I do have to ask you one more question: um, Daniel or Dan? Dan. Okay, yeah, good. Dan. Good. Uh, Daniel, when I'm in trouble. Yeah. Well, I got <laughs> I got reminded after the first podium. Um, uh, another Dan. Dan Mayo, the uh, uh, championship uh, coordinator. Uh, came yeah. up to me. He said, uh, "Just uh, a little thing." I thought, "Oh no, what have I done wrong? What have I done wrong?" He said, "On the entry list, he is Daniel. You should really uh, say Daniel when you get him on the podium." So well, I've never called him Daniel. Uh, <laughs> as long as I've known him, I've called him Dan. So, um, so okay. So, so I have. Um, uh, I, I've got the say so that da- that Dan is okay. That's okay. Yeah, that's spot on. Did you that's notice the second podium? I called you Daniel. <laughs> I did. Actually. I did. It, I did. It clicked. I thought, all right. He got in trouble. Uh, just uh, one last thing, Alan. I just yeah, want course. to say, um, just huge again, a huge thank you to everyone for all the messages and everything over the last two weeks. It has been massively, massively appreciated. Oh, wow. And um, I'm I'm putting out um, the new DLR TV vlog on the weekend on Thursday night at seven pm. Um, so if everyone wants to have a little look out for that, that'd be great. Did Dad get loads of loads of nice footage with the little GoPro that he was running around with? He got he got some, yeah. And then we'll have to bleep out the swearing about the <laughs> yeah, yeah, ending on that last lap as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dan, uh, well done at the weekend. Thank you so much for keeping your promise and and coming on Autoglim Tintop Tuesday. Um, and uh, what a fairy story! Just congratulations. None of these things come without a huge amount of hard work. So well done. Nice one. Thanks a lot, Alan. Really appreciate it. Brilliant, Dan. Uh, Dan Lloyd, everybody, here on Autoglim Tin Top Tuesday.
of emails coming in thank you so much for writing in keep them coming in studio at tintoptuesday.com what a nice guy Dan Lloyd is isn't he goodness me hello Chris Fisher Uh, first time emailing the show but have been listening and enjoying TTT for the past few years after what must have been a decade of not being able to get to a race weekend due to work I was able to make that this is so cool able to make the 250 mile drive in my new to me 1999 BMW 528i from London to Croft as a birthday treat to watch this exciting new hybrid era what a storybook weekends racing as I'm sure the main point to everyone's messages this evening what a weekend for Dan Lloyd after the huge hit at Alton Park and the stressful fortnight he must have had to lead up to Croft massive congratulations to Dan on his mega home race wins and I hope his successes will help him with the repair bills perfect races from him so far uh, from him as far as I'm concerned great side by side with Colin Turking, Turkington to take P1 in race one uh, with a stellar drive to keep Turkington behind particularly with the two safety car restarts then a flawless start to finish race two it's very touching to see how much it all meant to Dan and his family also what a weekend for Shedden Uh, From the back of the grid to 12th place in race two was masterful, gaining that ever-important last race three reverse grid draw. Uh, His hard work definitely paid off. as he was then drawn as race three pole sitter. What luck. Uh, it was a great drive to pull away from the pack by two seconds and control the whole, whole race for the last win of the day. For my picture of the week submissions, I also wanted to ask a question. Go ahead. Uh, do Autoglim have any products to clean people? <laughs> uh, I ask, as for race one, my fiance and I were watching at the end of the main straight opposite turn one. However, with, with a strong tailwind, all the dust being thrown up from the drivers running over the grass at turn one curb and the exit gravel trap, uh, my fiance ended the day looking like she'd been working down a mine. What what product would Auto Glim suggest? One that smells nice would also be a bonus. Well, you could give her a polar blast, I guess. Um, <laughs> that smells lovely. And then just to give her a, a seal at the end of it, um, you could do a polar seal at the end of it. Uh, thanks for keeping us entertained and bringing the drivers close to the fans. Uh, it's one of the factors that makes the BTCC so special. Uh, cheers, Alan. All the best. And that comes from Chris Fisher. Great to have you writing in, Chris. Thank you for your thank you for your, for your pictures as well. I was hoping for one of your fiance looking more. more uh, uh, yeah, I suppose there is an element of dust. Yeah, yeah, I can see. It. Good pictures. <laughs> great to see you had a great weekend. And by the way, I was joking. No, Auto Glim. As far as I know, uh, don't do any. Uh, products for the human being although i do use their glass cleaner on just about everything also their show shine on just about everything around the house but not yet on myself but chris thank you very much for for writing in uh, i wonder where we're going next Dan! Mm. Dan! Uh-huh. Dan! <laughs> Dan! Yep. Dan! yep Dan! yep Tuesdays will never be the same again. Tim Top Tuesday. For fans of everything with a roof. 
It is a night of the Dans on Autoglim Tintop Tuesday. Only two, not three. So I can't just randomly shout out Dan, 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 because uh, it would be wrong. Daniel Robottom, a very good evening to you. How are you? Even though you're right. I'm, I'm, I'm all right. Thank you very much indeed. It's about time I got you on the show this year. I know it's been ages. Just to be honest, I felt I did feel like you'd fallen out of love with me a little bit. But, what yeah. did, did you feel slighted? Did you? I did massively. Did you? Yeah, yeah well, honest. You, you see, now the thing is, the first year that you raced in the BCCC, I did say because you said I'm happy to come on if if, if you want me, I'm happy to come on. And I said, let's wait until we have a, a really cool story to tell because I love the positivity, um, and, and and I still apply that to this day yes. um, uh, and, and 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 you have just achieved you've been on the on the, on the edge of achieving great stuff this year but it, it it didn't come as soon as we'd maybe hoped no it's been one of those years i don't i don't quite know you know we've just we fell foul to a little bit of bad luck on yep. occasion um you know we we struggled or i struggled certainly with the car uh for the first opening couple of races you know but then brands we weren't awfully slow but we got involved in a crash in race two and you know it's like race two crashes at the end of the weekend you know it is yeah that spoils it all um and then yeah similar at alton you know we 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 collected a load of grass after getting punted at alton race two and had to start race three from the back so it's just it's just been one of those years but you know the pace has been good um everyone's working well together you know flash and i are getting on quite well um and i think it's just you know what will be will be now but yeah we had a good weekend at croft just gone not as well as the other dan if i'm honest with you um, <laughs> yeah but, but, you know. but uh, hey we can allow him that uh, because of course, of course, what, what, of what an what an amazing story I mean, yeah. just incredible. The the the, the resolve um, to to make sure he was back out at Croft um, and then to reward it. I mean, you could see how he was driving. We were seeing it on TV. You were um, you were following the car. There was no one that was going to get past that car. Not a chance. The way he was sliding it around was something else. Hundred percent. You know, I think I think sometimes you need. You know, I've been there at times in my career. You have that really low point, and it mm. just drives everything it fills everything so much more you know everything inside of you just so much more hungry i guess um and not only did he have a massive challenge mentally financially and physically that mm. you know i guess the the release was right i'm here now i'm at the front mm. i'm gonna make it you know i'm gonna make pay so you know it, it, all credit to him you know and then to do it twice even better you know, even and, better. and and he he's just been telling us um uh you know uh, the the full-time job for him is the the looking after sponsors the arranging of events all to to you know fund the racing and hopefully at some stage to generate an income for him um as a uh, as a professional driver um but you know even when you're sort of a day out of hospital you're you're instantly working out right how can i do this how can i do that you know because you know paying that accident damage that's that's a massive part of keeping him on the grid for the rest of this year and continuing the the building process as a pro driver 100 percent, you know and i think you know dan you know dan's probably highlighted to to a lot of the audience the the trials and tribulations that we go through you know i'm very similar to to, to dan in the sense of you know my, my father and i we've got a small garage but i don't think i've been there for three years really i mean i'm sat in the office yeah. now but i'm i'm doing touring car things you know so yes. it's kind yeah. of uh, you don't have time to have a another source of income. So Dan's kind of, I look at Dan and he's probably done what I did three years ago. He's just gone, right, I'm all in on this now. You know, there's no backup yes, plan. There's, yeah. no, there's no, there's no, 
plan B as such. It's I've just, got to do this now. Let's, yeah, let's make this work, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it is it is very difficult, but I think it is all the more rewarding, if I'm honest with you, when you get it right. And he's, and he's just got it right. So there you go. So, so, so Dad, uh, so, uh, funny enough, this is something I was going to ask about. What What is your uh, during-the-week um, activity? So, so you've just answered, Dad's got a, a garage. Um, when yes. you say a, a small garage, this is a, a repair garage, an MOT garage, a, a sales garage? Yeah, repairs. We do, we do a, a fair bit of restoration. We do more... I guess specialist work now, just because nice. the service the service industry is so hard to to actually make any money in now. You know, you've got yes. main dealers offering car services for like seventy quid. I mean, I can't even buy the oil for that. You know, so <laughs> yeah, there's, 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 there's just no point. So we just do sort of specialist stuff. So we've got a couple of we've got a nine eleven restoration on the boil now for nice. a customer, uh, which is lovely. A target top nineteen eighty seven. So that's coming along quite well. Um, and yeah, we've got a few little projects on like that. We've actually got a car of David Addison's that's been here for a while. Um, Have you? Yeah. Which one, the Alpha? He got the little Alpha. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's the Spider. Unfortunately, it's very Italian in the sense of yeah. there ain't much left of it. So, <laughs> so David, David's pushing me to have it back. I'm like, well, we can do a Flintstones with it if you want it back today. We'll just cut a hole in the floor and you can you can, you can run with it. But, it hasn't uh, stopped working, surely? No, 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 no. Mechanically. It starts, stops, dries beautifully, but right. it's just got, just got that horrible surface corrosion that. Oh, the, I see. Right, bodywork. Italians yeah. of yeah. that nature, yeah. sort of of that age, guess, um, and it just needs sorting. But it's just trying to find an economical fix because it's not David's sort of main car, I guess. No, no, it's not, no. It's not his. It's probably not the car that he'd put all of his money into if he was going if he was going to. So it's just finding that way of economically. It's a, you know. there's a lovely story behind that car as well because before before uh, David owned it, it was owned by um, uh, many year BTCC and uh, British Grand Prix commentator Ian Titchmarsh. I've, Ian I've been told it. this story. Yeah, I've yeah. Been told the story. So Ian had so. it before. Yeah, absolutely, and you know, so it's a lovely thing, and it it will, you know, it will be back to its former glory. It's just finding a way to do it in a, you know, non give me a blank check manner, really. Well, you, know? you, so. you see, the th- the thing about Titch is a big Alfa Romeo fan, massive yes. Alfa Romeo fan. Okay, um, so so he's got Alfa Romeos um, of. Every, every description has always uh-huh. had Alfa okay. Romeo's of every okay. description. Um, and I, I, for the for the Alton Park touring car meeting, I used to stay at Titch's house, beautiful nice. house in, in the Wirral. And um, and there was one night, one Saturday night, we were going out for for dinner. Um, and Titch's way is he's a he's a great Liverpudlian. So okay. um, so after we had dinner on a Saturday night, we would have to go down to Mitchell Street and go to the Cavern Club and, oh, and, wow. and, do, and do all the sort of Liverpool things that, that, that you do when you're in Liverpool. So yeah. it's always quite a late night on yeah, a Saturday yeah, yeah. night for a two-car. But, there was, but he wanted a drink and his wife, Jilly, wanted a drink. So he said, uh, uh, you could drive, Alan. And I said, yeah, no, that's absolutely fine, Titch. He said, uh, uh, drive one of the Alphas. So I said, uh, right, okay. Which one? Um, which one? So it was a dark green metallic alpha. Uh, is it a one? Is it one six four? Quite a squarey car. Uh, okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, you, nice. you know the thing, uh, an eighties yeah, car. And I think it was. I think it was his father-in-law's car before him. So, wow. uh, so, so we we went out and there was plenty of room for everybody. So that that was good news. And Titch lives on a hill, 
Right. Okay. So uh, as, as, as we came out of the driveway, he said, uh, turn left. So I turned left and uh, drove down the hill carefully. It's someone else's car. I don't know the car, so I'm driving yeah. fairly cautiously. I braked early for the bottom where it's uh, uh, a main road and nothing happened. And um, I said, Tips, <laughs> there are no brakes. And he said, Alan, let the car come to you. So, uh, so right, okay. Well, it's easy saying that, but we are coming up to a, to, to a main road with traffic coming across, and and um, as we got down to the bottom, sure enough, the the brakes finally decided to 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 do something and stop the wow. car. Um, but he then I looked at him with a sort of a look of horror, Dan, and he looked back at me and he said, "It's a feature of the car, Alan." Right, okay, so that's the answer. Every Alfa Romeo, uh, uh, there's a name for them, isn't isn't there? Uh, Alfa Romeo fans, I can't remember what it is now. Um, Uh, There is a, yeah, there is a thing. I uh, mean, for me, there's never a prettier car built than an Alfa. They're gorgeous. They're they're all gorgeous. And I I would really, really like to get my hands on one of the, I can't really say it, but is it a Quadrifoglio? Oh, wow. The the Julia Quadrifoglio? Oh, my goodness. What a car that is, isn't it? Oh, beautiful. I'm not quite there yet, but that is kind of my poster car at the minute. I think it's uh, what a way to take the baby shopping. You know? well, <laughs> well, yeah, but uh, but also you, you have to bear in mind that, that the um, I think generally it's the electrics that aren't always absolutely as, absolutely. as you would wish. Is that 100%, right? Is that yeah, fair to little, say? A little bit the same with the French as well. Not that I'm trying to offend French people, but right. the old Citroen and Peugeots, they've always, they seem to fall foul of the same thing just electrical gremlins just just the problem is now is the technology on modern cars is so much that you know you can have a a body control unit which is like a, a controller for an element of the car that that might be like three grand or you know to the labor and you know it might just turn the heated seats on do you know what i mean that's the problem yes. with cars yeah, now. Yeah. yeah and obviously alpha's history with electronics means that there's lots of these little controllers everywhere and when they break it becomes very expensive yeah so, yeah yeah but, Either way, you've never been a true petrolhead unless you had an alpha. So, so apparently, so, I, so I, I always rather liked um, the the GTV. I thought that was a very oh, pretty very little pretty. sports car. Yeah, Absol- yeah, absolutely beautiful little car. I, I, I have to give you one one other story about <laughs> Titch with his Alfa Romeos. He bought, he had quite a few GTVs. Um, nice. And uh, and I, I, we were doing a meeting at Silverstone. I can't remember what meeting it was. He'd got a new one. He'd taken delivery of a new one a couple of weeks before the uh, uh, the race meeting. And I saw him driving into the, the sort of next to the BRDC, the, the paddock next to the BRDC. I was outside the radio station, um, mm-hmm. and I because he was driving. Reasonably slowly, I sort of walked over to the car, assumed he would stop, um, so that I could have a chat to him. Um, and and he, 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 he from be, he didn't even wind down the window, didn't stop. No so I was sort of walking alongside the car, and he shouted from within the car, uh, "Can't stop, Alan! The car's on fire!" And um, and and uh, and it was, and he Amazing. was driving to where he knew the marshals would congregate underneath race control because he knew that they'd had potentially the means of putting out this dashboard fire. Um, and then afterwards, so this is Titch's trust of the cars. Um, uh, absolutely nothing to do with Alfa Romeo, Alan. So I said, really? Okay, what was it? Aftermarket. Oh, oh, right. Okay. Phone kit. So apparently he'd had a phone kit put in and it was that that caught fire. So oh, wow. There you, there you go. go. Can't stop, there Alan. Car's on fire. <laughs> I'll, never, I'll never forget it. I'm, I'm sorry, Dan. I'm, I'm talking far too much. This is a chat with you. Um, it's fantastic. So the car 
all year, second year with the car. Um, yes. Uh, but it's a new car, isn't it? It's essentially because it's a new car for everyone this year. The technology has, has moved on leaps and bounds this year. How have you adapted to that, Dan? Um, I'd like to think quite well, you know. I think mm. the problem the problem is is the, the cars have all taken a different uh, a, a different feeling, I think. You know, yes. you speak to all the drivers and, oh, I feel different, it's heavy, it's this, it's that. And, you know, like... I was speaking to someone the other day at Croft, actually, and he went, oh, yeah, but you had 75 kilos in the cars last year. We did, but only one of us did. And then for, for the other point is where the 75 kilos was, it was mounted, obviously, on the passenger footwell mm. or on the floor. It's very low. So yeah. um, we've got this fairly sizable battery, and then you've got a, a motor that's driven off the gearbox, off a lay shaft on the gearbox, which is quite high, you know, in terms of a front-wheel drive car it's above our axle line and it's forward of the axle and it's spinning and it's got water in it and it's, you know, it's mm. heavy. And mm. da, da, da. so there's lots and lots of things that have, that have added complexity. Um, and I think, you know, I think we've coped. Okay. I just think that it's hit us in a different, you know, in a different way, you know, like the BTC cars, you'd say at the start of the year looked probably looked to have an advantage. Mm. We can't, I can't pinpoint that to any particular reason, but they run a different a different engine, so maybe the the weight of the other engine is in a different place compared uh-huh. to our other yeah, engine. Yeah, right? So yeah. there's all these little bits, and you know, Alan, the problem is we're touring cars. Well, not the problem; it's fantastic because that's what that's what Toka have created. But the problem is, as a team and driver, you know, you're looking for a tenth, and that can be six or seven grid slots now. Yeah. You know? So yeah, and and yeah. sometimes it's more. So. You know, you go, oh, well, well, why isn't your, you know, you're the factory car or the ex-factory car. It should be quicker than the customer car. And I'm like, yeah, but if they've got something that gives them a 1% advantage, that's enough for, you know, that's enough for 10 spots on the grid at certain circuits, Mm. you know. So we are, are, you know, the guys at Halvers Racing and Catacline have been fantastic. You know, they've all been working hard. We've made some big pushes forward over the last two events, I think it's fair to say. And I think we've got the chassis now to... You know, it's really good. I mean, the car I had in qualifying at Croft was incredible. You know, I mean, we narrowly missed out on pole, but we were, you know, we were up the road over the other front wheel drive cars. And I think, I think, well, relatively in touring car numbers, you know, it was over half a tenth, which, yeah. is, which is a considerable gap. I, now. I, I know, um, <laughs> so. but, you're, but you're right. It is the problem. And it's a nice problem for us to have as spectators because yes. it is so blooming close, isn't it? It, could, it couldn't be any more close if it tried. 100%. And, you know, I think I, I do try and keep a, an eye on the feedback, you know, on, on, on Facebook and stuff and on the group chats because it's important, you know, and I, I want to be a part of this championship for, for a long time. So it's important to think, you know, get people's feelings. And, you know, some people are saying the racing's not as close or, or there's less overtaking, but I don't think that's true. I just think it's happening in different areas. You know, mm. I think it's as close as it's ever been, probably closer. I think um, that the hybrid system allows perhaps certain cars to be where they wouldn't be normally does that mm, make sense mm, you know um, totally yeah which is which is good because it gives everyone more of an opportunity so i think we've just got to look at it in a different light and, and as alan gow quite rightly told us at the start of the year this you know this is a learning year and if things need to change moving forward with the way that we um have hybrid deployment etc you yes, know it's, yeah. it's it's all open for discussion but well, i think as a first stab, it's, it's a pretty bloody good job, to be honest. In, you know? in, in so. fairness, we always experimented from, from year to year with different amounts of success ballast in their exactly. diminishing quantities. So so it's exactly. e- every year there's room for a tweak. And, and now, um, with the hybrid deployment, um, we've, we've never had tweaking 
so easy. It's no. it's an easy thing to do, isn't it? Absolutely. And, you know, the other thing we've lost, you know, and, and understandably, because there's so much for the teams to learn and adapt and understand is we don't have the, the option tyre this year, hmm. which I'm told will be coming back for 23 and beyond. So that's good because that will add... That will add that into the mix. So that means that, you know, you've got to be a little bit more strategic with the time of day you use it. You've got to keep an eye on the weather. You've got to think of what the track temperature is going to be and where you want, you know, where you want the grip at that part of the day. So I think, you know, that will add an immediate difference to the championship that, that people are probably missing at the moment. But um, it's just, you know, it is what it is. I mean, Christ, you know, how, how you know, how, what, you know, as a fan, what more could you want? You've got 30 cars all within, you know, a whisker of each other and you know everyone is tucking into each other's door and knocking mirrors off and you know <laughs> pushing past. and it, it that's the racing that we all fell in love with so i think we need to keep that and long may it continue uh, can, can i just say that um in the uh, one and a half years now that you've been with um team dynamics with the cataclean halfords team um, yes it, it, it has felt to me like you are you are instantly at home this is where you've wanted to be for some time you have slotted in as a BTCC driver into the whole scene, not not just the the, the racing, but away with the with the fans, the pit lane walkabouts, and the, the media uh, jobs that you have to do. It just looks to me as if you are incredibly happy and at ease with where you are. It, do you know what? It's uh, it's a really. Uh, do you know? What? I've just got goosebumps thinking about it. It's such a weird. It's such a weird thing. Um, <laughs> when I finished my. Um, my karting career so this would have been or when i was at the end of my karting career right. back in 2003 i'm gonna tell you something that that matt jones matt james seems to think not many people know so mm. i'll tell you this mm. um 2004 i think i won a prize in the uh, championship that caroline hoy used to run and stars of tomorrow pro- stars of tomorrow formerly champions of the future but yeah. it was stars of tomorrow back then and the prize was for me to drive a uk clear cup car which was the old 182 yeah. car that day yeah. Anyway, we were all underage. We were all 15, 16 years old. So we had to go to Bruntingthorpe, turn up to Bruntingthorpe, and the cars had been run by none other than Vic Lee. So my prize was the Clio. Someone else had won a drive in a Carrera Cup car, and then someone else had won a drive in the 307 Peugeot, which was sponsored by Halford at that time. Yes. Yeah. So um, I didn't get to go out in the Clio because another driver drove it first and crashed it. So Vic came up to me and he was like, right, I don't know if you're – up for this but i'm willing to let you have a go in the 307 but did he crash- really yeah he said if you crash it i'll i'll, I'll kill you because we're going to knock ill tomorrow <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, um so i was like christ you know this is a bit this is a bit good so i did at 15 years old i thrashed around brunton thought that's amazing in a in a btc spec um uh 307 but of course it was all livered up halford so that's a bit of a, a, a weird way of around going. It's almost like it was meant to be. But then, yeah. of course, until that point in my career, I was always focused the same as every other go-karter at that time was, I've got to be a Formula 1 driver, that's where I'm going to be. And it was from that day on, it was like a switch went off in my brain. I'm like, I'm interested in that sod Formula 1. That's where I want to go. That's where I want so to be. that kind of directed everything. And, of course, I had a long break in my career and, you know, during that time, you know, Team Dynamics had so much success with, with Matt and Flash, you yes, know, yeah. um, and I was sat on the sidelines. And when I came back in 17 to Clio Cup properly, we had a half attempt in 16. When I came back properly, I'd love to know I was talking to some journo. And they're like, oh, you know, where, what's your end goal? And I went, within five years, I'll be in a Team Dynamics Honda. And I remember they <laughs> sniggered. They genuinely sniggered. And I was like, yeah, right, you watch this space. So, wow. um 
so when we managed to to do the deal at the end of 2020, you know, at the end of the day, I, I owe all of this to Cataclean. You know, without yes, yeah. without the guys from and they're Liverpool as well, which is which is a fantastic Yay. story. But, <laughs> but um, you know, without those guys, none of this would have happened. So when the opportunity opportunity came around, and Matt, you know, Matt contacted me to say, look, I'm, I might not be continuing. Um, there's an opportunity for the right driver, but you know. We'll be honest with you. Your 2019 performance didn't really inspire us. So, but we're told that you are quite good. So, what, you know, what's the story? Um, they took a massive risk taking, you know, taking taking me on because it could have, you know, if, if I'd have just gone out last year, yeah, and I should say. Back, that yeah. wouldn't have been that wouldn't have been very team dynamics esque. Yes, say. yeah. Um, but equally, from my side, it was a big risk because I, you know, I said to the boys at Cataclean, look, this is a massive opportunity. It puts us in line with Halfords, which is, you know, it's Cataclean's biggest retail partner to the consumer. So it's a fantastic opportunity. Perfect for fit, partners. yeah. And yeah, but, you know, it just meant that last year we had to go out and deliver the goods. But you're right, you know, I feel at home, um, you know, it really is a family considering all of their success and the history and having Honda back in for so long, it really is at heart a family team, you know, Steve Neal and Matt Neal and Barry yes, Palman yeah. and Steve Thomas and all the guys have been doing this for a very long time together. So it, the, the, the values that I've, that I value as a, as a person, or it's always been drilled into me because we've always done the motorsport as a family team, you know, me, my dad, my yes, mum, yeah. my wife, um, it does, it just feels like being at home. So, you know, I think, you know, I, People, you know, people have, you know, a few people have made comments to me. Oh, you know, it's it's not what it once was, and what, you know, what what are you going to do? And well, I'm quite happy, mate. You know, my my plan is to win a British Touring Car Championship. And if I'm honest with you, I'd be, I'd, it would make um, make me quite complete as a driver if I was the one to deliver TD their next championship. It would you know? be the completion of the circle, wouldn't it? Back from 100%, the yeah, hundred yeah. oh, percent. So, that's a great so, story, Carolyn. Carolyn yeah. um, uh, Hoy. Um, who is the uh, uh, was the sister-in-law of Will Hoy, exactly um, yeah. uh, married to Will's brother? Um, uh, was at Knock Hill last year. I know. Uh, I saw it. I yeah, saw you it, did. Actually. Oh, that's yeah, good. That was going to be my question. And we had a little bit of a wink and a smile and a nod. Yeah, and mega. Kind of, and that was kind of it, really. And I mean, me and Edward, her son, were, we were quite close for a long time because we raced go karts together. So, you know, it's it's. Um, yeah, it's, it, you're right. It kind of did, you know, m- managing to sit down and, and get the deal done at TD was kind of a, a massive tick in the box. Um, and, you know, not many people have, have, have managed to plonk their arse in those seats, have they? Let's are, be honest. Are, are, are you know. a superstitious person? Do you, do you think, you know, everything for a reason? It's, it's, it's only right that I should be in this car now? I, I never used to be, but... but from so when I when I met my wife, obviously formed my girlfriend Sadie. We've been together for a long time. I was eighteen, she was seventeen when we got wow. together. Um, and when everything was going, obviously when I met her, I was still racing. You know, I was, and then we had. She was only with me for one year whilst I was a air quotes racing driver. Um, so then she's been. We've been together longer when I didn't have a racing career than I have had. And she always said to me everything happens for a reason. I never, I used to hate that phrase. So I'm like, no, 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 I can make it this happen. I can do it. It's down to me. And then, do you know what? When I relaxed and sort of took a step back, everything came forward. You know, the, the, you the deal it. with Cataclean came forward. And then, you know, we had two great years together in Clio Cup and the numbers that they needed to see from their sales figures were going the right way, which allowed me to convince them to do a touring car. You know, and just everything is, has built up. But, you know, it's, I'm not saying it's easy. I've never worked so hard in my life, you know, because no. now, we've got to make sure that the momentum continues in the right way. But 
yeah, for sure. I think everything does happen for a reason. And if you sometimes, if you just let it happen, it'll happen. And if it doesn't happen, then maybe you know, maybe that's not the right route for you. So yeah, to answer your question, I am now very superstitious. I've still got my winning <laughs> Alton Park boxes, which I do fly on on a Sunday, but they're not. They're getting a bit threadbare now. So if they don't, if they don't do a win soon, they're going to have to go. <laughs> so yeah, um, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, uh, so um, halfway point of the year. Don't know where that time uh, time has gone, but uh, all, all of a sudden we've got four weeks until we're competitive. Two weeks until you've got the the tire test, which is always something for the teams and the drivers to really look forward to because at this yeah. halfway point, it's uh, it's valu- sure. valuable work that will be done. Um, but what are the thoughts for the second half of the year? Oh, you know, I'm, I'd, I'd be lying if I said I'm, I'm happy with the first half of the year. I'm not, you know, very disappointed. You know, to procure one podium and 90 points out of half a season is not enough. It's not good enough, really. And I don't think it's representative of the work that the team, the sponsors, or myself have put in. Um, but it is what it is. So we're just going to go out. Do you know what? We're going to go out there and we're going to just aim for as many race wins as we can get, as many podiums as we can get. And if we get to Brands Hatch and by some miracle they go, oh, mathematically, you could win this, then, you know, we'll go out fighting. And if, if if it's the other way and Flash is the one that can win it, you know, I'll do everything I can to help him win it. And that's, you know, that's the role that, that I think we both play within the team. You know, it is very much one of us, you know, one of us needs to win the championship. And whether it's not my turn, it doesn't matter. If if Flash can be within, within with a shout, then I'll do everything within my power to make that happen. And I think the other way around, given the opportunity, would, would happen as well, you know. So um, I think that's where we're at, really. We've just got to push, push, push and try and get some podiums and go from there. Top know? man, Dan. Thank you ever so much for joining us. Absolutely brilliant. And I do, I always wait for a, for a feel-good story. First podium of the year, it, it, instantly. I thought, right, OK, Robo's on my um, on my target list. For, and thank you for doing it. Uh, no problem, so, I appreciate so, it. A, a, absolutely brilliant. Who knows? Maybe in the second half of the year, we'll have a few more discussions on Autoglimmed in Top Tuesday. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. but that's whole, the thing. The whole reason I wanted to become a British touring car driver. <laughs> <laughs> you smoothie you uh, unbelievable uh, Dan Robotham thank you so much for joining us really fascinating chat that tonight thank you very much indeed um, and, uh, and we'll talk to you uh, talk to you again in the second half of the year Dan Robotham everybody here on Autoglim Tin Top Tuesday Tuesdays will never be the same again. Tin Top Tuesday for fans of everything with a roof. And loads of messages coming through on email studio at tintoptuesday.com and on Twitter as well. Earlier today, Lee Grant said, Hi, Alan Hyde Studio. This needs to be a Tin Top Tuesday image of the week. Great shot by whoever took it. Um, well, it was uh, tweeted by Dan Lloyd. Um, and he said, love this, uh, was okay, wasn't it? Cheers, mate, you too. And it, it is the most lovely picture um, uh, taken from behind, I think probably on, on the podium, of uh, Colin Turkington and Dan Lloyd and, and Colin with his arm round uh, Dan. It, it, it is the most beautiful picture. Thank you for drawing that to my attention, Lee. That was absolutely superb. Uh, another Lee says, is it on tonight, the show? Yes. Yes, it is. We're halfway through already um <laughs> richard smith uh says shout out to all of the orange army who did just a wonderful job at croft circuit at the weekend uh p.s it's four weeks until your annual trip to god's country i know knock hill it's coming up okay says working tonight so we'll be listening on the podcast have a great evening thank you Kay. thank you for listening and harry adams he started a new hashtag. How do I know it's a new hashtag? Because I clicked on the hashtag and only his message was there. 
Harry says, as always, Tin Top Tuesday, this is how I listen, listening to the Silky Smooth, Alan Hyde, and painting my miniatures. Who knows? I might do a few driver-inspired paint schemes. There's a lot of little humble paint pots there, Harry. But then he uses the hashtag, which I'm very, very happy about, hashtag Tingalingaloo. Oh, stick your finger in your ear, I never tire of it. I'll play it again. Remember what old Gladstone said in 1892? Stick your finger in your ear and go tingling. Evening, Tinkers. All right. It's taken off, you know. It's got a hashtag it's... now. <clears throat> I can't... Pre- You're not... Yes. Yeah, Harry Adams has started it. Hashtag Tingalingaloo. There you go. Oh, gosh. I know. Hold on. I know. Stand by. Have you... <laughs> it, seems, it does seem to be... Um, yes. Slightly gathering momentum. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. And I did say, didn't Although I? One bad thing happened the weekend. Oh, no, what happened? No. The speaker worked. The speaker worked. Yes, I know. He got it fixed, didn't he? Uh, D- Dave Santos, yeah. this was, uh, came up to me. He yeah. said, it's fixed now. So yeah, great. <laughs> so so was, that, was that playing on, on pit lane walkabout? I think I, I saw the speaker yeah. wheeling its way into the pit lane. Yeah. Yeah, mm. that, was, that was the thing. That was, that was, that was very much playing. <laughs> loud. Was it, was it quite loud? loud? <laughs> yeah. The, and what I find quite funny about it is that, that um, obviously, no, people who don't listen to Tin Top Tuesday just think, well, I mean, uh, well, he's a bit odd anyway, is old Dave. But <laughs> it just makes him look and seem a little bit odder than he is. Yeah. He's just sort of walking around with his speaker with the song that no one really knows. Uh, well, no. to the lyrics going, that's very weird, isn't it? You would really only know it, Ting, if uh, you were born uh, before 1971, and you had um, purchased the single by Benny Hill, Ernie the Fastest Milkman in the West. That would be the only way you would know the song. I don't even know how I remembered it. How did I remember it? Because I, I guess if I was five years it was, old... It was the, you, you, you said it was the B-side as well. It was the B-side, so, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not... It's Yeah. But you see, the thing it's is... the bad side. What was B for bad? I assume so. And A for... For Ace. Ace. <laughs> yeah, as bad as each other. Um, goodness me. Thank um, God it wasn't the seaside. Yeah, you, you see, the trouble is, when, when you're young, and I would have been five years old in 1971, um, you don't have many records. So, But you want to play records because you got the record player there and you want to play the record. So if you've well, you got that... You, most five-year-olds now, I guess. Uh, well, yeah, you see. They don't know they're born. They can They can play any song they like. They can stream any song they like whenever they want. Exactly. And I had to, you know, it was either that, play the few singles that I had or play mum and dad's records. And and that really wasn't an option. No. Mum's more no, than dad's. I don't think so. Mum, mums were mm. better than dad's, but dad's, yeah, dad's would have been Frank Sinatra and, and it was all really quite. Mum, Sasha Distel, Tom Jones, Tom Jones. Mm. Tom Jones. How old is Tom Jones? I think he's 
Uh, is it right that he's 80? Because he appeared with the Stereophonics at the weekend in... Tom Jones. He's 82. Yeah, you see, that's pretty cool, isn't it? No, so no, so he appeared and did uh, Mama to- uh, Told You Not To Come uh, with the Stereophonics that he had a hit with, with the Stereophonics. So he performed with the Stereophonics at the weekend. Paul McCartney, 80, and headlined at Glastonbury. So um, Tom Jones older than... How does that work? Tom Jones oh, older than Paul McCartney. How does that work? Uh, yeah, I mean, he oh, was... No, I've just found a terrible photo of Tom Jones. That is not Of that, Tom. Yeah. Yeah, okay, he, yeah. He's a good lad. He looks like quite old. His voice have is still absolutely... No, I've never have. No. I've seen him. I saw, I saw him perform. Um, his voice is amazing. Absolutely he incredible. Does look a little bit like a microphone. You know yeah, yeah. Hair? Yeah, he does. Kind of... Speaking yes, he of does. which, have you managed to, have you managed to draw any... <laughs> quite a few people um it's uh, croft is always a good weekend for me for signing autographs i have to sign quite a few it makes me feel Croft's nice about myself I, well no yeah, yeah, i mean you're constantly doing good. photographs it's a rarer thing for um a, 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 a diminutive uh old commentator to sign autographs but i saw oh, I, whoa, whoa, I, whoa. I, I, I sign quite a few and uh, two or three people said, I'm just waiting to see whether I get a microphone. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> it's not a microphone. And, no, I, I've gone back to do, do, doing a smiley face now, Tingram. <gasps> I know. I know, I know, I know. I know. It's, it's, so not only have you bullied me into changing it, which I've done... <laughs> Yeah, it You've was, then just resorted back just because it wasn't convenient. <laughs> no, because I, What's I don't know about I, because I, I, I didn't want to, I, I didn't want to be accused of of peddling an obscene publication, which essentially what was it's my signature. That, yeah, no, I would, I'll, I'll give you that. There's probably value in going back. Divin, yeah, has said um, uh, the only way I can listen to Alan Hyde's uh, Tin Top Tuesday is with headphones on, as the boss of the house, my ma'am, is watching TV and a pe- very nice headphones. Divin, very good, very good. Um, uh, I've got so many emails for you, Elizabeth. Hello, Elizabeth. Hello, lovely Alan. I've got a question for Tingalingaloo, if you wouldn't mind <laughs> asking him on Tintop Tuesday this week. I, I saw a very brief Q&A that he did from Croft at the weekend, which was aired on Instagram. And one question put to him was, what do you eat on a race day? After a very brief consideration, Ting ran into, ran into the race truck and emerged with his backpack before producing it uh, from it, a succession of food items, the usual suspects, sweets, bananas, cereal bars, etc. Then right at the end, he reached in and, to my astonishment, he casually produced cat food. Could you ask him please to uh, explain? Yes. I'm already concerned uh, for his mental health. Yeah. I don't need any more to worry about. Yeah, I should, I should on reflect, I watched that back and, and realise it's a very in-joke that not many people will understand. So this uh, this is a product. Hold on, I'm just looking at it now. How do I? Uh, it's it's from John West. Okay, a famous fisherman. So it's fishy. Uh, yeah, John West on the go. Hold on, John West on the go. Let me just see what happens when I type up. Okay, yeah. Okay. So that's what comes up. I'm just just making sure that was okay. Basically, it's some sort of tuna based pastry thing. Right. But it comes in like a, a, a metal tray. Okay. With a with a with a, like a lid that, as you peel it off, it's all sort of compacted in. Hold on, here we go, here we go, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. 
Yeah, that does look like cat food. And you sort of peel it across, and it's got a bit of tuna in it. It's got some. It's got some 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 pasta, nice. some corn, some bits and pieces like that. But when you open it, it looks exactly like cat food. But so it wasn't I just cat food. To it as when it, no, 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 no. no. no so okay. whenever anyone anyone in the team says, oh, "What are you having for lunch?" Oh, I'm just having a cat food, and everyone knows what I mean. <laughs> but to the, clearly the outside world. No one knows what I mean. They just assume that I'm eating very good for Felix's you, you know, dinner or something. Oil, oily fish, very, very good oily for you. Oily fish, supposed to be good for the brain and your eyes is it and good your for the, skin is it, and all sorts. Is it really? Well, I, I remember when I was Apparently 40, so. um, uh, the doctor writes to you and says, can you come in and have a sort of a uh, an MOT? And they, and they check you for diabetes oh, is that the one with the, yeah. and weight and, and er, er, everything. And then uh, sit you down and ask you some questions. Um and oh, that's not what I was expecting. I, I, remember, I remember the lady saying, um, so what's your diet like? And I said, uh, <laughs> r- pretty rubbish. Um, yeah. And she said, Boxes, well... Boxes, creams, <laughs> yeah, you know, the yeah, usual. Yeah, the, the, the usual culprits. Um, yeah. uh, and she said, well, if you could have a, so once a week some oily fish. So I said, what about sardines on toast? And she said, yeah, absolutely fine. Very good for you. Sardines on toast. I love sardines on toast. Yeah, yeah. Have you not had John West sardines? So one of those peel back tins, John West mm-hmm. sardines. I personally, I warm the sardines up in the uh, in the microwave and put them on crispy toast. Very nice. Oh, Very good for I you. See, yeah, really nice. Oh, that that actually looks. See, Yuri is a is a huge fan of a sir, or a sprat. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. his, that, that. He loves them. He would sell his soul for some sprats. Really? Mm, He's yeah, good in the Yuri. Has he been doing yeah, some gardening? Has he been out there with the pneumatic drill? Oh, it's, wow! It's, uh, <laughs> it's been a, it's been a, it's just been a large hammer at the moment. Um, <laughs> Laura's dad, I've, I've had Laura's dad helping me, helping me do it as well. Rich has been out with a, with a large hammer smashing up concrete for me for, for today. So it's uh, that's what it's you've been be, doing it's today. Be an ongoing project. Okay. Yeah. So you're turning it into a dream back garden. Is that right? Well, it's going to be a back garden, right? Okay. Basically, there's there's an awful lot of work, uh, <laughs> basically just to enable Yuri to have a wee, <laughs> right. because he's clearly, for all this training, they've clearly missed one major flaw in the sense that it'll only do a pee or a poo on the grass. <laughs> Currently, the house that we've bought doesn't have any grass. Right. Okay. It just has a massive, massive expanse of of paving slabs. Yeah. Which which, which you've started. So you've mm-hmm. got a hammer to it, and you. C- c- sorry, can I just say? Well, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hundred and I'm a hundred and thirty slabs so far. Right, and I'm probably halfway. Can I just say you are leading the British Touring Car Championship? You mustn't yeah. be doing activity. We are halfway through the season. Right? Ah, we got ages to right? knock. We are halfway through the season. We are four weeks away from knock Hill. We are two weeks away from an important mid-season tyre test. You can't oh, go. Yeah, that as well. yeah. You can't go putting your muscles out and things. Imagine if you dropped something on your foot. Still toe caps. Okay. Imagine if you hit your no, hand. I was, I was I was wearing I was wearing flip flops. If you <laughs> imagine, I don't want to hear. Imagine if you hit your thumb. Steel gloves. Okay, steel gloves. What what if you I pulled wasn't just in, what, what if you pulled a muscle in your shoulder, wielding that great mallet of yours? Mm. Well, it was only a small hammer. Was it? See, I'm a racing driver. I've got an excuse for everything. You notice this. 
Yeah, I did notice that. I bought. A, I, in fairness, I it's did only a small lump hammer. It was okay. It's not going to hurt anyone. And I was wearing my my safety my eye protection. I was wearing some well, sunglasses. Yeah, so it was very 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 safe. Because you know you have to take care. Of, you're leading the championship, sunshine. I have. I, I am. However, I also have a dog that won't do a pee or a poo. <laughs> so needs must. <laughs> I, I get so that. It's it's very much a uh, you know because taking him taking him for for a sort of a walk down the road to the green is a. I mean that's an inconvenience. Yes. Yeah. No. I get that. Yeah. An inconvenient convenience. Yeah. Mm. I I had a bit of a. I think we should probably train him to go in the actual toilet itself. I think I think that could be a cool trick. He as long as he could flush it afterwards and doesn't make a mess. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, I've I've still got my problem with 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 the cat in the back garden. So I got I got the um, hey? well, I've got this cat that keeps using my back garden as his convenience, and it's it's really oh. annoying because I I've put all these sort of super duper ultrasonic noise things. I mean, even I can hear them going can you, off. Can you can you hear those or not? Yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah. Because mm, Laura can't hear them, and I can hear them. Yeah, I can hear them. Uh, I, I don't like Weird. it. I, I've got. I, I think I've still got pretty good, pretty good hearing for for sort of high frequency. And um, and, the, and the cat clearly hasn't. The cat. The cat is clearly deaf because it sits say next again. to it. Eh? What did you say? The cat is clearly deaf. Oh, very good. Speak, yeah. Speak up. Meow. Um, yes. What you, it's, is it tea tree oil? You meant to put tea tree oil on tea bags or something? Oh, really? And put and put them around your garden. Someone said orange peel. Someone said uh, peel an orange and put the put the orange peel down. They don't like orange peel. So anyway, no, today no, no, don't 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 do tea tree oil for cats. Oh right, okay. It's, it's highly poisonous. Oh, it, I mean, it would it would, <laughs> it, it would get rid of your issue, right? But not in a very nice way. No, well, don't do that. Uh, no, so I won't do that. No, then. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. Right. There's something. It's maybe it's tea bags. Okay. Tea bags. All right. Cat deterrent. Tea bags cat <laughs> have you deterrent. Just, have you just searched for tea tree oil and cat and it says yeah. don't give your cat yeah. tea tree yeah. oil? Whatever you do, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> As I say, it would get rid of your problem. It, it you'd would. have somebody very upset. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, don't do that. There there will be some sort of deterrent. Maybe 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 a dog. Maybe ah, oh, maybe this is the maybe this is your opportunity to get a dog. So basically, I get rid of a small problem to make it a larger problem, so to speak, because Yuri would clearly would... love my garden. Yeah. Do you have grass? Yes, mm-hmm. plenty and of it. And you have cats visiting. It, yeah, so Yuri's going to be—he's going to so love it. Yuri's going to be in his element. Yeah, he's be in his element. Yeah. He—he he, so yeah. he wouldn't have liked the garden job I did today. So at the front of the house, I have holly bush, and you have to keep the bush trimmed. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, when you turn... You don't want a spiky bush. Uh, this is... I don't like holly bushes. Uh, I, I had a holly bush at my old house. And one day, I was... Why did you put another one in then if you don't like it? I didn't... It was there when I got it. Well, the, la- the oh. last house, right, I was off to do a job and rushing around and thought, oh, I've got to put the bins out before I go. So I w- went past it and yet again cut myself on the holly bush so i thought do you know what i'm late for my job i'm going to be a bit later i'm going to dig this up so i dug up the holly bush right okay yeah i got rid of it it was gone even though mum quite liked it at christmas time because you put a few lights on it in the back garden it's a little bit Um, yeah it's 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 festive christmasy isn't it so anyway when Mm -hmm. i moved into this house there's a mammoth holly tree 
just on the corner of my driveway as you turn left mm. to drive down the lane and go out. Maybe that's karma. Making up for the uh, holly tree that I killed. Because you yeah. dug the last yeah, one. I got, yeah, no, Karma came no, back. You're right. Um, I was furious with that Mate. last holly tree. I was furious. The names I called mm. it. Anyway, so last week, I have to keep the bush trimmed because otherwise mm-hmm. it scratches the car as you turn left and go out the drive. Of course. So, yes, yes. Um, and, and everyone knows that it's me that's trimmed the bush because um, they're, it's trimmed up to a certain point. <laughs> Then, <laughs> then it's, it's really bushy because I can't <laughs> I can't get up that high, um, and, and the neighbours find it terribly amusing. Um, but but anyway, last week I went out to to give it a trim, and I've got this big long electric hedge cutter. Um, of course you have. Of course you've got something fancy. <laughs> and I started to trim. You're not just going to you're not just going to have a pair of shears, are no, you? No, precisely. So because it should be fun, the job should be fun. And and uh, <laughs> and so I, I went out to do it, and I, I feel like something out of a Jack Nicholson movie when I go out into the lane, <laughs> wielding this this beast of a machine, and um, and I, I sort of got halfway through it, and then the the, the thing stopped. So I checked that I hadn't tripped the mains, and uh, the mains were still. Mm-hmm. Oh, I couldn't work it out. My neighbour was walking past, and he said, uh, "You're just going to leave it half done, then." So I said, it's just stopped working. He said, you haven't cut through the cable, have you? You cut through the cable, yeah. So I said, no, don't be silly. And I looked down, and sure enough, it was in two halves. It became cordless. So so today I bought a battery-operated one. So so I was out, yeah, I mean, having wonderful fun with that. That is fancy. Yeah, 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 it is fancy. Yeah, yeah, very happy with that. how often do you trim your bush? Now I've got a battery-operated one probably more often than I did before. Mm, I'll probably yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be on it every week. <laughs> it's it's mm, such a joy. A weekly, a weekly trim. Uh, yeah, that's, that's that's good going. No, I like your style there. Yeah, thank you very much. Do you know I like, a gadget. I like a gadget? Yeah, you see, we both like a gadget. Mm, we like bo- a gadget. yeah, we do love a gadget. Can we talk about? See, I've I've. I've discovered a gadget that I think I, I'm trying to justify to Laura at the moment. Oh, go on. So when we eventually uh, finish getting rid of all these slabs and, and get all the, the concrete up and everything and get to a point where we then have to lay turf, one of the things you have to do with new turf is what? Water it. Yes, lots. But you have to use quite a lot of water. Lots of water. Lots of lots of water. And we also spend quite a lot of time away. Mm, that's an inconvenience. Yes. So imagine... If there was a way to control the water going through your sprinkler with an app, you need this. Ooh, right? I said this, but then you like need this. They're like one hundred and eighty quid. Uh, uh, money well just spent. Just to turn my sprinkler, just to turn my sprinkler on. Money well spent. But I think it's cool. I think I'm. I, I think it. I yeah. think it's a necessary spend. You have to get it. It's it's yeah, it's an great. absolute must, and and if if Laura is questioning it, tell her to speak to me. Um, absolutely fine. Uh, I think fantastic. You need, I think would you, need you the... mind just dropping her a text for me? Yeah, of course I can. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> did you did you just do that? That's very impressive. Did What's you that? just make that noise? What noise? Go and do it again. You said drop her a text, and it went dum dum. What? Did it? No, it didn't. It did here. Yeah. Maybe it, that. It, oh. it, it was almost maybe like that's, you, you. Maybe were, that's Laura texting you saying. It was like you were a nineteen eighties DJ playing little special effects after things that you say. Oh. oh, it's not tea tree oil. 
Uh, Mum's just text me. Go, uh, right. Uh, hello, Mum. It's not tea tree oil. Go on. It's, uh, it's Albus oil. Isn't that the same sort of thing? Sort of cold I treatment? Know. I think it is. Albus oil. Yeah, Albus oil. Yeah. Repellent. Yeah. Does, Does Albus oil deter cats? Yes. Does it? Albus oil can deter cats from your garden. Okay. There you go. But does it oh. kill them? It can be. Uh, I don't want to. Apparently I don't, not. I don't want to be guilty of feline murder. No, no, no. No. No, don't do that. No. Uh, Albus oil is, is uh, yeah, 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 there you go. You put it in, uh, you soak it in tea bags and then drop tea bags around there covered in Albus oil. <laughs> oh, my God, and we'll look pretty, won't it? Um <laughs> But I'll try it. Um, Katie Abbott says, congratulations on a great weekend for the team. Incredible comeback for Dan, who doesn't love a Tingram podium. Random question time. What's oh, your yep. go-to McDonald's order? And do you oh, have different well, orders depending on whether it's race what? day or not? What a question. We could we could chat here all night. Or we could wax lyrical on this one. See, you're you're more of a Burger King now, aren't you? A Burger King, yeah, of course. I, yeah, I, I'm no, not. Are, I'm not are. really a McDonald's kind of guy. For what reason? Honestly, do you want to know the reason? Yes, please. Okay. Uh, many years ago, I was in a rock band, and we were playing a gig at the Thomas what was the Beckett. Rock band called uh, the rock band at that time was called Pattern Twenty Two. No, you won't it's find anything. No. You'll, oh. you'll find nothing. Way before way before the internet. Um, way before the oh, internet. Oh, is that where Studio 22 came? Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, anyway. Yeah, correct. Sorry, do please carry on. It all on. came from... Uh, so at the time I worked in a music shop, we had a drum machine that came in and the best drum pattern on the machine was pattern 22. So oh. we called ourselves pattern 22 uh, and then uh, when, the, when the band stopped... And I started a studio, became Studio 22. There you go. There you go. And the logo for Studio 22 was two little ducks. Because bingo calling, you say two little ducks, 22. Wow. There you go. go. What Um, a story. uh, Anyway, we're talking about McDonald's. So the story was, um, we had this gig at the Thomas Beckett in the Old Kent Road. Uh, I hadn't eaten during the day. I'd done the day at the music shop during the day. Uh, and I uh, r- ran in to get a McDonald's because I needed to have something before we did the gig in the evening. All very rushed. I had a quarter pounder and it made me uh, poorly. Um, and I went on, did the first <laughs> song uh, and then told the boys to do an instrumental for the second song <laughs> while I went off and was poorly to come back on stage. And I haven't eaten a beef burger at McDonald's since. And that would have been about 1986. So good to hear you don't hold a grudge. Um, I do hold maybe, a grudge. M- maybe, well, clearly, maybe you should, get, you should revisit. Well, so I can't pretend I haven't been in a McDonald's because sometimes that's the only option uh, doing what we do, running around the country. So if I do, I have a chicken McSandwich for safety. (laughs) (laughs) I do. That's what I have. For safety. Sorry, can I just point out that I have never... Um, uh, had that experience again from a chicken McSandwich, and I have never had that experience with a Burger King. 
Mm, well, there you go. That that is clearly why the burger is the king for you from Burger King. Yeah, yeah. and I, um, and I my, yeah, go on, uh, your go to. Well, my order, my order. So, Alan, I love a McDonald's. Okay, like I love it. Mm-hmm. I absolutely adore them. Like beyond all imagination, I would live there. I would eat there. Every, I would eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner there if I could. Well, not now. You're a, a sylph-like fellow that you are. <clears throat> I can get back to I can get back to the Tingham Revolve very quickly and very easily. Should I des- should I have any desire to? It, I can be there within a week. Well, I think anyway, the, I think the super slender athlete's rather working for you. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. But I yeah I, yeah. So my McDonald's of choice does vary between between both times of day and after a race weekend. Okay. So after a race weekend. I am I am hungry like the wolf, and um, I am beyond Hank Marvin when we when we when we leave a race weekend. So I consume probably my body weight in a McDonald's, and it usually goes along the lines of something like this. It would be a uh, a triple cheeseburger, right? Five chicken selects meal. Goodness large, me! Coke with no ice. Then yeah, good maybe, on the no ice, yeah. Maybe then to go with that, I'd get a single cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd probably get a McFlurry. This is an uh, astonishing I'm, array of wares. Would uh, this is should a I fo- stop now or what, should I what, keep no? Going? If you're if you're going to keep going, then keep going. But I mean, you okay, haven't even popped good. an apple pie on there yet. I would then get a McFlurry. Okay, probably like a a Galaxy caramel. Yeah. Um, if I'm feeling fruity, I might also get them with it a strawberry milkshake. Uh. For no other reason than just to be able to dip my chips in my strawberry milkshake. This is incredible. Right, yeah, okay. Yeah, go on. Have you finished? And then Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm gonna well I'm gonna stop now just so just so you don't yeah. Yeah, that's it. I don't eat any more. <laughs> this is absolutely brilliant. Um I have a Whopper with cheese. Very simple. So long as they've got barbecue sauce for my fries, then I'm happy. Oh, you heathen. Barbecue sauce? Yeah. <laughs> Hid- hideous stuff. What? Really? I think it's worse. I think it's... W- yeah. It's too sweet. I think it's worse than... I'm going to say it. Yeah, I'm going to say it. It's worse, worse than Turkish Delight. Mmm. Uh, is it? Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You might have heard that noise in the background. That's me uncomfortably tapping my heels. Mm, I can <laughs> hear that. Can you? Your heels? Yeah. What are you wearing on your feet? A pair of boots. Actually, don't answer that. I, I, like, answer that. I like my boots. Um, I'm wearing the house boots. Yeah, no, I, These I, boots don't I, go I, out of the house. Course, of course. I forget that you have that. <laughs> I don't wear these oh outside. God, I forget that you have three wears of the, slippers as well. Three, these, wears, these, three pairs of slippers. Yeah, but if I'm doing a job, so th- uh, this is work... I can't go in flip-flops. I have to put proper shoes on. Because it doesn't feel right, does it? <laughs> you don't feel dressed, do you? You're too well, comfy. I'm, I'm sat here in my pants. It's really I, warm. I, I know, I can see. <laughs> you, what? Wait a minute. <laughs> you clicked the wrong the camera's button. camera's not on, is it? Yeah, I'm, oh, afraid, no. I'm afraid so. <laughs> you're, you're far too relaxed. Way too relaxed. <laughs> I, I, can, I can tell. Um, I'm not in my pants, for anyone listening. Uh, hang on. I've, I've got a... Here we go. Ah, oh, I'm completely nude. I've, I, <laughs> I've got a lovely picture here 
um, uh, sent in, in your as, head a, or? as a potential uh, oh. for image of the week. Um, go on, uh, go this, on. Image of the week. week. <laughs> we haven't done that for Did a while, you? have we? This comes from oh, no, Bruce Ingram. Um, oh, God, uh, not Bingram. Tom at 15 as a prize for winning Janetta Juniors. Look at that. Kneeling down next to a Pertec car. Pertec sponsored car. Looking very still happy you grown, are, st- Ting. St- still haven't grown into my cheeks, have I? And, and, and then... <laughs> <laughs> you do you do have jolly cheeks you're very happy mm-hmm. uh and then there's a picture of you driving it that's cool mm-hmm. that's a very cool picture mm-hmm. we like that who knew that how many years later how how, how are, cool was that story about robo uh, uh, really cool that was that, cool that i never knew that 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 was absolutely superb wasn't it at 15 years old yeah that is cool. To rock up, have no idea that that was what you were going to drive. And, and so at the end of that interview, I said that was a fascinating interview. I love it when we chat to drivers and we learn stuff that we didn't know and that there was no other yes. way of, 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 of knowing. And, and um, that, ch- in, in fairness, um, both chats. See, tonight, that was cool. All you've, all you've discovered out then, you've discovered about Robo that you drove a touring car at 15. Mm. What you've just discovered about me is my McDonald's order is is offensive it's <laughs> two very contrasting stories there really good one's one. very feel good one's very feel fat <laughs> uh, neil and jill stevens say a great to hear your show tonight with tingram uh, animal park on bbc one did a segment on deterring cats from your garden using using their links to longleat they found uh, a lion poo uh, placed around your garden has amazing results on Amazon, Fabi- shall I just go and I'll go and scoop some up? <laughs> yeah, I'll just pop down the road and pick some up. On Amazon, you can get Silent Roar to do the same oh my job. God, you so can. Can you? I come yes, from Neil. Thank Googled you, Neil. It. Have you Silent it's Roar? Eleven pound forty nine from Amazon. Is it? Is the it Gardener's Friend? Is it well, Primrose? Well, two well, times Silent Roar cat repellent, half a kilo. <laughs> half a kilo. He's only a little cat. In fairness, I think he's also... He's not Arthur just... a kilo of lion. Uh, he, I, I, he's not just deaf. I think he's also stupid. Because I, I saw him on my camera the other week and I happened oh. to be here. So I, I went out and, and opened the door and I thought he's... He's not only deaf, he's also stupid. <laughs> I, I, he, he didn't run away. Well, it's not had very good reviews. Oh, is it not? Go on, pick, pick one... The, the first review I've got to... Should I get? I'll give you the first review. Yeah, give me the first one. It's a photo, which is sometimes the best ones. Yeah, you, well, you can guess why. Why he's fairly displeased. Right. Save your money. This stuff does not stop caps <laughs> in your garden. It's about as much use as a chocolate teapot. <laughs> and there's a photo of some lion poo yep. next to some cat poo. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that so that hasn't worked. I mean, um, uh, thanks for the idea, Neil. Um, but ha- how much is that? How much is that? Mm. Ten, Eleven pounds. It's fourteen pound ninety. Fourteen pound ninety. Um, how how much is it? But it is on Prime. Is it? The thing is, what is it? Is I it? I might buy this for you. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> 
one, bring it for me. I'm like, thank you very much. Well, no, I've, for some reason, I, I, I must have bought... What have I bought for you in the... Oh, I must have bought you some, some Fox's... Some Fox's creams because every some, time some I go through creams. my yeah, yeah you did yeah yeah every yeah. every time I go through my my uh, my thing your address comes up so every time I does I think it I'm just going to buy you a random weird gift as a delivery address yeah just just you'd <laughs> be like that. what is this <laughs> that's, that's, can, can we talk about the weekend uh, we, we have um, oh yeah we probably should yeah we, we, we've talked for half an hour already and um and we've only really spoken about gardening um mm. uh. So mega and cat poo. Ke- ke- <laughs> ke- ke- well, I suppose that's my fault. I brought the subject up. Um, <laughs> so essentially, um, you did what you had to do at the weekend and collected points methodically. Yeah. To bring yourself boring, back yeah. up to the. Now it's not boring. It's not it's boring, but though, isn't it? but you spoke at the weekend to me about the 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 the, the you know the two voices that you've got in each ear. This oh, is yeah. the, the onset of schizophrenia. Yeah. Um, so I think that's how it works. Do it, you know do it. No, don't people. do it. Do it, do it. No, no, don't do it. Mm. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Go for the win. <laughs> so so you, only, you only listen to the good voice. The points, I did this time, yeah. Points, 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 yeah. points, 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 points. Take the points. Yeah, and, and it did idiot. the job, didn't that it? Hmm? That's well, super. It to. And what a it mega weekend to. for the team, Tom. I'll listen. I'll listen to that guy more often. Uh, <laughs> an amazing weekend, really, wasn't, wasn't it? You it? couldn't. I mean, that's that's like proper fairy tale stuff. Mm. Not. This is not fairy tale. That's probably a little extreme. But you know, it's just really good feel good. Like to come back from from where Dan was. You know, only a couple of weeks previous, um, when the car was just a big sort of broken lump of metal. And, <laughs> it was. And yeah. Dan was a Dan was a sort of a a, a, a bit of a. A, a bit of a sorry state, uh, state hospital. To then a couple of weeks later, taking two wins. I mean, that's incredible. Uh, it really is amazing. <laughs> and, and, it, it, and, it, and it just goes to show what what a little bit of teamwork and good spirit can do as well to lift it all up and having a sort of a positive outlook on it. It was it was amazing to be part of um, and just really, really nice to see. It really was. And, and, and also, I, I love it when, um, when Dan Mayo says, uh, and the... Uh, the team award is uh, your team, and then mm-hmm. uh, I have to find out who's going to collect the award. And I say to Dan, "Please make it be Justina," and it was. She's she's. Yep. I mean, she's quite a thing on the podium. I mean, that's becoming quite a feature. Yeah, very keen, very very keen. <laughs> I also superb. said I, I thought she was going to try and claim residency this weekend <laughs> because every single time she was up there, it was mega. Uh, yeah, on the podium every time. Yeah. Two manufacturers and one team's award. So all three races. Yeah. Brilliant. Absolutely super. But she's very excitable on the podium, isn't she? We like that. And, mm-hmm. she, and she's got this sort of sideways leap uh, across the podium. <laughs> and, and, I, and I always... So I like the energy. I think it's fantastic. The crowd love it as well. Um, but I'm always sort of in the back of my mind thinking, please don't trip up. Please don't go through the floor yeah. of the podium. Yeah, don't do that. No, 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 no. That wouldn't be good, no. would it? No. But one good thing... Go on. ...that's come out of rubbish champagne... I uh, yeah. Podium isn't very slippery anymore, is it? Uh, no. No, it's not, no. Nope. <laughs> you didn't have any fizz at the weekend, did you? No. Nope. No. No. Have you ever Everyone's had just a... just kind of assuming. Everyone's just now assuming I've got rubbish at opening bottles, and I haven't. No. 
Oh, okay. I practice it in the kitchen here and I'm still good at it. <laughs> Laura wasn't pleased. <laughs> have, you ever, do it. have you ever had a soda stream? Do you know what a soda stream is? What's one of them. What's so one of them? it's got a canister, like, like is, a gas canister. I've got a Google. You can, you, you can buy soda it from uh, from Argos and pr- oh, I've everywhere. seen it. Yeah. yeah, I've seen them. So it makes your water fizzy. So you put water yeah. in the in the what's it, and then you press the button, oh, and the God, gas well, goes you can, in. You can have Pepsi. Uh, Pepsi so Max, so that's uh, a bit cool. Isn't so it? the mistake that I made, and it was one year before um, Le Mans. And I was talking to a driver who had won Le Mans and he said, if you're staying up all night and commentating, and I was, um, he said, um, so drink, only drink water. Don't drink coffee mm-hmm. to stay awake because there's a, a down to that. Don't drink, drink energy drinks because there's a, a down to that. Drink yeah. fizzy water. And right. do you know, by Jove, it did the trick. It kept me really wide awake. I've not heard anyone say that in years. By Jove. Um, Yeah, it it did the trick. So then I bought a soda stream for home and I was fizzing up the water and loving it. And then I thought, I know what I'll do. I'll put some strawberry smoothie in it because that would be nice if it had a bit of fizz to it. Can I just advise, don't put anything other than water in your soda stream. Oh, Uh, really? Yeah, because I, I... Well... It, it? it exploded everywhere. Yeah, I took the lid off and oh, no. all over the ceiling, the walls, everywhere. It exploded. Oh, dear. Yeah. So you have to read the manual. We had a we had a we had a similar incident a couple of years ago. Uh we went to the cinema and uh Laura snuck into the cinema with a gin and tonic mm. in a old water bottle. Mm. Mm, don't do that. Go on. Don't do that at all. So when when we decided to, to open the bottle of gin and tonic, oh. it had clearly become enormously pressurized. Oh. And the second the first the first uh the, the second the first thread was slightly removed from the bottle, it made an enormous bang and fired the lid about oh, wow. twenty foot in the air that hit the hit the cinema ceiling. <laughs> And everyone turned around. Everyone turned around. And went, oh, that wasn't that wasn't a good thing. That was, <laughs> that was quite embarrassing, actually. Oh so, dear! Yeah, then we got oh, busted for having gin and tonic in there. Oh, um, oh this, I'm I'm just having a look to see if there's any. I, I, I think I've missed some messages for you. Um, Barry Giles, hello, Barry Giles. He sent in something. I, I, I will forward it to you. It's a birthday card that he's seen, um, and it talks quite a lot about being older, and it is pep. Peppered with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven chocolate bars that fit the words of what what the birthday card says. It's very clever. Barry sent it in saying oh, uh, okay. the attached photo was taken from it from Instagram, so it's not mine. But knowing how you and Tingram love your chocolate bars, I thought it was most appropriate. Regards to all the team from Barry oh, yeah, Giles. Send it, send it's very it good. Is, yeah, well, was, thank you, I, Barry. Yeah, it, it keep an works, eye for that. works really well. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't read it out because it, it won't make sense. You need to see the chocolate bars in action. Okay, send it across. So there you go. You Halfway point, leading the championship. Uh, we need to. We have taken up way too much of your time already. We just chat away, don't we? And we 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 talk too Dude. much. We just get involved, That's don't we? That's nonsense as well. Uh, <laughs> no, That's nonsense. Nothing wrong with that, Tingers. Uh, well done. 
I remember you saying at the start of the year, yes, I'm leading the championship, but it's early. And now I can say you're leading the championship and it's not so early. We're halfway through. It's just mid. It's just mid. It's Where's that gone? I know. Gone. It was it was it was media day last week. It what it does feel a bit like that, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's it, 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 it's, it, scary it, it's 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 amazing. The year is whizzing on at amazing speed. Well, hopefully I can, we year. can we can be leading it at the start, the middle and also the end. Well, that, that would be the be plan, good. wouldn't it? And then that you can would, start I mean, eating McDonald's plan, again. Yes. Yeah. Oh, now there's an incentive. It's going to be a messy winter for you. Goodness gracious me. (laughs) Absolutely will. Tingram, as ever, thank you very much indeed. Thank you for joining us. Thank Um, you very much. Well well done on the season so far. And well done for listening to good voice rather than bad voice. (laughs) Thank you. I I, shall continue to listen to you. Thank you, mate. I loved it when you said it with... Don't do it. Do it. <laughs> I think everyone that listened to that absolutely got what you were saying. Do it. <laughs> do it. Go for the win. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, Ting. Uh, well done. And and we'll speak to you. Oh, goodness. It'll be a while until we speak to you, won't it? It will. It will. Goodness me. What will you do? Before we Who will time? you have an AIM chats with? Um I'll probably, probably still ring you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm afraid so. My week is incomplete without this sort of nonsense. Uh, Tingram, as ever, leader of you, the Quick Fit British Touring Car Championship. Thank you very much indeed, and speak to you in four weeks' time. Love you, bye. Thank you. Love you, bye. Uh, Tingram here, leading the BTCC at the halfway point here on Autoglim, Tin Top Tuesday.
So it's turned into a bit of a Halfords Cataclean Honda um, uh, Team Dynamics evening this evening. Uh, Dan Robottom and Gordon Shedden, because they both have stories of glory from the weekend to share with us. Evening, Flash. How are you? Yeah, all good, thanks. How are you? Uh, very good, thank you. Um, uh, Monday is never a good day after a touring car weekend. Uh, you're probably the same. Bit weary, bit bit tired, and spend most of the day recovering. Um, and I haven't even been driving a car, so I guess you're the same. Well, I was back in at work at eight o'clock yesterday morning. Were and you I was still really? Here at nine o'clock last night. So, I, I, yeah. Well, no. Well, I get that because work, work for you is Knockhill Racing Circuit, and you've got a bit of a do going on this weekend, haven't you? Uh, we do, but I mean, it's, it's just crazy busy uh, just now. There's lots of stuff going on, but yeah, we've got the uh, McRae Rally Challenge this weekend. So um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's probably going to be our third biggest event of the year. You wow. know, out with touring cars and super bikes and. Uh, I think it's like you know sixty entries. You know, this, this is going to be the the first time that three generations of the McRae family are all going to compete head to head. So Jimmy, Alistair, and Max, Alistair's son, uh, are all going all going head to head. Alistair's the, the son. Yeah. Goodness me, that all, makes all me feel old. Australia. That makes me feel very old, very old indeed. Mm. I, it, it, and, and I guess it has been pretty relentless because Superbikes was just a couple of weeks ago. You've got the Colin McRae uh, weekend this weekend and then touring cars. So, it, so it's pretty relentless. You get over one and you've got another one coming. It is, yeah. It's just it's just non-stop at the minute, which, which is cool. And uh, it's just you know, it, it, it's great to to have people back. You know, obviously we had super bikes course, a couple of years, yeah. uh, sorry, a couple of weeks ago, um, and that's what we're saying. It was 2019 since we last had a crowd for super bikes because we we're, we're only allowed a thousand with that kind of weird and wonderful regulation last year that we yes. got hit by. Uh, but I mean, that was a that was a fantastic event, and uh, you know, the racing was great, the atmosphere was good, and you know, I'm sure it'll be the same for. For the McRae Challenge this weekend, and then obviously touring cars end of July. I couldn't get up for the superbikes, but I wanted to come because I know how utterly awesome uh, the circuit at Knock Hill is for touring cars. Um, does it work out in an equally awesome way for for bikes? It is. It's. Um, I mean, I, I mean they're just unbelievably fast. I mean they're, <laughs> yes. I mean, they're now down kind of like low forty sevens, but you know when when you see the. Because you can get so close to the action at Knock Hill, it's almost yeah. like unbelievably, yeah. you know, when you, when you see the bikes and whether they're wheeling or whether they're on one wheel on the front wheel on the way into into Duffus Dip or you you know wherever you decide to view from, it's pretty spectacular. I've got to say, it, it kind of makes the hairs on the back of your neck stand up. You're pretty useful on a bike yourself, aren't you? Uh, I'm I'm okay. I, I kind of wobble my way around. Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, I love my bikes probably more than I love my cars was, you know, was, in terms was, of the the fun that it and the excitement that it brings me. So, so. so was that ever an option? Was, was that something that maybe you'd thought about racing bikes rather than um, racing cars? No, but I te- you know, if I had my time again, then I probably would. Wow. Yeah, I probably would go down the bike route. I think because wow. only, but only not because I'm good. In, you know, and, and I, I only mean that if I had like an equal you know, a kind of, like, talent, if you will, for yes. both. Yeah, yeah, then yeah. I think there's opportunity in bike racing to progress if you're good enough. Yes, yeah. Whereas, obviously, there's a, potentially a bit more 
kind of to it in car racing in terms of the commercials. Doors can open for world championships, yeah, can't they? Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. You know, but that's just that, I mean that's a pipe dream. It's like it's like kids saying they want to be a fighter pilot, isn't it? You know, I, I'm kind of <laughs> it, it's a wish and a, a, a and something that would have been quite. Cool, I wanted but, to yeah, be the, the reality is pretty small. I wanted to be a digger driver. I remember we had roadworks down our road work when I uh, were down our road when I was little, um, and I wanted to drive the red digger because it had a digger thing on the front and on the back as well, and that would have been the the coolest thing for me. I, I can see you in a digger. I'll yeah, I, 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 I'd, be, I'd be very, I'd be very happy, you know. But yeah. it would have to be red. I don't oh, know why, okay. but I was very interested in the red one. Um, okay. Am I right in saying that um, some years ago you sort of swapped car and bike around Knock Hill with John McGuinness? I did, yeah. So that was, um, yeah, it was it was a thing that Dunlop organised. So it was a, um, a a bit of a swap. So McGuinness got to drive my touring car. I think it was the day, it was the day after Knock Hill. It was. Car, it and was. Then I yeah. got to ride his TT bike, which was just mega. And that was just <laughs> I incredible. Say, yeah. Um, and that, uh, you know, that, that 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 was pretty cool. Um, I've, now, I've now got one of. I've actually got uh, Michael Rutter Batham's BMW Superstock bike, which I, I use for track days and things. So Have you really? Cool. But I'm 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 quite liking this kind of swapping of disciplines thing because I've done mm. something different. Which mm. uh, there's there's not too much out about it just now. But I got to fly with the blades. Last Stop week, it! Which was pretty cool. All Red Arrows pilots. So Stop it! That will hit sometime soon. My goodness. So I quite like that as well, because I like my planes too. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I think we're all in awe. We've got British Grand Prix at Silverstone this week. One of my highlights of the weekend, although I've seen them many, many times before, they still take my breath away. When the Red Arrows come out before the Grand Prix on Sunday, that is one of my highlights, irrespective. So to actually, goodness me. So did you have to do any sort of physical preparation for that or not? Um, not, not massively. Um, you know, obviously, you can you know you can control the G force, but I got I got to fly it for a bit and got to fly loop the loop and barrel roll. My and goodness! Because you got to do the whole top gun thing of giving the other plane the bird, haven't you? When they're above you, and like that. <laughs> so it was, it was all quite good fun. <laughs> that's that's Is it right that to- Tom Cruise apparently does um, many of his own stunts in in this uh, Top Gun film? Is that right? Yeah, is that possible? So. Yeah, goodness yeah, me! Absolutely. Wow. Um, I mean. I, Obviously, there'll be a bit, you know, somebody will kind of ghost them through it from uh, from from the back seat. But I believe he does some of it. Probably yeah, not well, the flying at three hundred feet stuff because if that goes wrong, it's quite difficult to explain. Yeah, but, yes, you can't really easily get out of that, can you? No, but no. I, but I did see him giving um, uh, James Corden a, a, a ride in in uh, something. Uh, I don't know what the plane was, but it was something pretty mm. jet like and pretty amazing. And uh, yeah, that was um, quite an eye opener, which I'm sure it was for for you as well. My my friend um, uh, from Radio Silverstone, Gary Champion, years ago was on uh, the breakfast show on. Um, uh, the television TVAM, and um, and he rode for a week with the Red Arrows, right. which I'm desperately jealous of. And he's got photographs up in, in frames uh, around around his uh, around his house. And w- whenever I see them, I say, "Oh right, I didn't know that. Did you fly with the Red Arrows?" Yes, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, but he said being poorly in the plane was something he had to get used to during that week. Oh, right, okay. Well, it, you know, I mean, it's quite it's quite weird because I mean, basically, the blades is all you know ex Red Arrows pilots, so they're all they're mm. all Red Arrows pilots because people want to fly with the Reds, and you know, unless you're very famous or 
have a very big checkbook yes. it's a very difficult thing to do but the yeah. blaze gives you that opportunity and uh, but they are you know they they are kind of super cool but uh you know ben one of the the pilots i was up with he does all the, the red bull air races wow you know yeah. Uh, and he was saying to me, he said, oh, he said, you know, he said, in these things, we can pull up to 12G, oh. you know, <laughs> and I'm like, Jesus, like, that's, that's a lot, you know, and I know yeah. people say, like, with, you know, with crashes and things, oh, it's 30G, 40G, whatever, mm. but that's just, like, for a hundredth of a second. Uh, it's, is like, it's very you know, brief. This is, a, yeah. this is a big number. Yeah. And he said, normally, if we take people up, we'll maybe do 3G, 4G, absolute maximum. Right. So, you, know, you know, we'll go above that with you and we'll see kind of, you know, how you get on. And everything was fine until we got to like about seven and a half, eight G, and then my world started closing in on me, and I was going to say, "No, no, that's enough." And I was like, "Jesus!" For him to go again for another, uh, you know, third of that G, you know, another kind of four G so, on top of that, so, so I can still fly a plane. I've got no idea how to do it. So what? So what do you feel? Lightheaded? Um, oh yeah, it's just your vision right. just goes like right. almost tunnel vision, like you know that kind of grey. You don't black out. You grey out. You know, you you can just feel yeah. So how do they? So how, how do they? How do they train to 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 go to physically go through that? Because I because think, well, I mean, obviously you've got to try and stop the blood flowing down from your head, and right. the only way I can describe it is you know when you really really need to go to the toilet. Yes, <laughs> and you've got to clench every part of your body. Yes, it's a bit like that. Is it? Yeah. Right. This is absolutely fascinating. But I, I'm, I'm in full agreement with you. Um, to, to, to have machinery swaps is an amazing oh, thing. Really cool. Yeah. So, so, um, so a few years ago, uh, Valentino Rossi and Lewis Hamilton swapped the, the Mercedes Formula One car, um, and uh, Valentino swapped with Lewis. Uh, this was at on Silverstone. The GP bike, yeah, uh, it, on, on the motor GP bike. Barcelona, and, didn't he? Exactly that. And, um, and so. I was lucky enough that following weekend, um, Valentino was uh, racing in the Gulf 12 Hours uh, mm-hmm. in Abu Dhabi, and I was the the pit lane reporter. Um, so I, I, I'd been by, by Valentino's people. I'd been given three minutes for an okay. inter- interview with him. However, when he came out of the garage um, to do this three minute interview, I. The first question I asked him was about the the bike and car swap with Lewis in the week. I, I think we had a ten minute interview in the end because really? he just he just couldn't stop talking about the the the, the joy that it had, it had brought to him. And in fairness, when when you're at Valentino Rossi's level, you think he's been there and done it and everything, and he he wouldn't have that much to say about something like that. But he was absolutely wonderful. I'm sure Lewis would have been the same if I'd have got to mm. chat to him. Yeah, definitely. And it, because it's away from the competition, that's one of the things mm. that it's difficult to convey, but everything in a kind of sporting kind of life means something, you know, in terms of, you know, every race, every qualifying, every test day, you know, because that's, that's our job at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. So it's quite unusual to get to do something just for fun, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And something which is just for, for the enjoyment. And I can imagine for both of them, certainly, you know, you know Lewis to go and ride a MotoGP bike. He's right into his bikes. He would have loved that. For yes, sure. yeah. And, and I imagine for Valentino, it's just it's the challenge of something. You know, you, you know, if you can't have a smile on your face having driven an F1 car in the sunshine, what chance have you got? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think you're right. Have you driven an F1 car? Uh, I have. Yeah, I thought you know, might do, have done. Go on. Do, do you want to know which one it was? Because it was quite a cool one. Go on. Go on. Take a guess. Um. 
Um, so if I was to pick something really, really cool um, from from my memories of Formula One, it would have been a Nigel Mansell Williams, I'm afraid. Uh, no, well, mm, no, it wasn't. It wasn't that. Almost as cool. Well, I think it was quite as cool, but it was a little bit before that. So it was oh, an early wow. car. But I got to drive RE300, the Honda Formula One car, which was John Surtees first ever Formula One winning car. My goodness. That is going back a while. So it was going back a while, but it still counts as an F1 car in my book. It absolutely does. What was it like? (laughs) Where was it? Where was it? I I just drove it at Goodwood up the hill. So it was, it was actually quite a cool day because I got to ride uh, Joey Dunlop's last TT winning bike that day. Oh, goodness me. It was pretty cool. What a weekend. Which was pretty cool from Honda's point of view, but yeah, I mean to to, to drive John Surtees' car, that you know, it's RE three hundred was super cool. It had these most amazing big teardrop exhausts that came out yes. of the back of the engine yeah, yeah. down, quite quite famous, and the sound was just insane. It's the, it's the only time when because the car came from the museum in Japan. <laughs> so you had kind of like 12 Japanese kind of engineers all in their uh, their whites with their Honda Motor Museum umbrellas and you know I mean it was wow. just you couldn't you couldn't script it it was lovely I bet you and were nervy warm- I oh, bet it was I mean, yeah I mean they're warming the car up in the Holden area at Goodwood and it's the only time ever when they shut it off I've heard a car get a round of applause because the noise <laughs> of that insane. it was just incredible so how cool is cool. that and, yeah. uh, and of course to have driven uh, a, a bike and a car in a weekend replicating what Surtees did that's never mm-hmm. going to happen again I, 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 no. I don't think it will I mean Valentino potentially could have been the last person that would that could have made the swap back when he was testing the Ferrari those, those years back but I, I think now things have gone too far in opposite directions for that ever to be allowed yeah and I, and I think it, you know i think probably in times gone by people always i think maybe the not the myth but the kind of the common conception was that you could possibly take a bike racer and and, and they could go to formula one yes just yeah. like you said like with valentino yeah you know to go the other way would be unbelievable it's just you know that's just not going to happen yes. you know it's not like you just know, you know, it's not like it was back in kind of, you know, Graham Hill's days and, yes. and, and, and that kind of thing. You yeah. Know, and these days. But then I think now, you know, you know, car racing has moved on so much. Yes. You know, in, yeah. the, in the last little while that you really, you know, you just don't see people picking picking it up late in life now. I mean, I mean, and I think it's a real shame because in MotoGP and in Formula One, it looks like when you're, you know, once you're kind of 27, 28, you're kind of, almost past it yes, in, in, yeah. in a funny kind of way and that's a, that's a pretty yeah sad state of affairs really uh, yeah um, 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 I, I would love to have seen Valentino Rossi drive a Formula 1 car in a, a season of Grand Prix that would have that mm. would have been special but uh, I, I think that I think that moment is gone I'm afraid um, anyway I suppose we ought to talk about um, your win at the weekend I, the cars were quick all weekend you and your teammate Dan uh, yeah, we were pretty quick all weekend, all round. Um, just qualifying so important just now. Mm. Qualifying was just a mess, really. I don't know how many red flags there were and yellow flags and all sorts of stuff going yes, on. Yeah. But it was, I mean, it was so close, wasn't it? I mean, you know better than me, but uh, it was, I mean, the top 10 covered by three tenths of a second. It's it's. Eight. It's around Croft when it's there's when there's a lot going on around Croft over a lap. Yes, you know? there is, yeah. It's, it's crazily close now, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's all you know. In a funny way, it's almost too close. Mm, mm. Uh, but you know that means that it is pretty difficult in qualifying. But yeah, our cars were fast all weekend. Dan had a crack and run, got his first podium of the year, uh, which was good. Um, 
you know, my weekend looked like it was all all lost and pack up and put it in the truck after race one. Didn't really go to plan at all. Um, but race two was pretty cool. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. Like that was one of those ones that was a little bit like a computer game, you know, to go overtake. <laughs> and that, that, that was that was a load of fun. I tell you what, it's probably it's probably one of the best races I reckon I've had to ever finish 12th. Really? Really? Yeah. Because yeah. it, it was actually, uh, you know, it, a lot, you know, all the moves worked, didn't leave anything on the table, didn't, you know, and it was good. You know, the car, the car was fantastic. And, and, then, then, and then the icing on the cake, when the draw comes out, is are you serious? Is <laughs> number 12. Uh, <laughs> couldn't, could, yeah, couldn't couldn't believe couldn't believe that, and that was just a uh, fact. Because the stupid thing was that I'd spoken to Louise Goodman just before yes, the race because yeah. there was a short delay, and she's like, "Oh well, you've only got to make it to 12th. And I, I said to her, "There's just no way. You know, that's just not going to happen." That's I said, interesting. Just, I, said I, I said I wouldn't bet any money on that, and she said, "Okay, well, I'll leave my purse in my pocket." <laughs> so I know I know we're tight as Scottish, but uh, you know, even <laughs> I didn't want to bet on that one for sure. Uh, you know, but well, yeah, we're a bit lucky, and people, you know, it just had a little bit of pace in that one and that was that was good you know and and the result of that seventh in the championship at the halfway point we go to to knock hill we used to say about gordon shen at knock hill that he's got the home advantage i'm not sure that's the the case anymore is it can anyone have a home advantage i'm not sure they can however well you know a circuit no not at all i mean but that, and that's the thing i mean it's oh, I have an advantage at knock hill but you know i mean you've got you know lloydie and camish you know and, and I guess to a certain extent, Jason would claim Croft as their home round. Mm. You know, there's plenty. Everyone, everyone's got a home round somewhere in this yes, championship. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, but it's just yeah, you've got to get everything right now. I mean, it's just like I said, it's I've never known it so close no. and so competitive, like all the way through the field. Yeah, and you know that, and you've only got to look at. I mean, where did. I mean, where did Cookie, Cookie qualify 18th or 20th uh, or something like that? Which Somewhere was astounding, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, he, but he didn't do a lot wrong no. by all intents and purposes. No. It was just, I, mean, I don't even know if he was half a second off the pace, probably not far off that, you know, which in any other championship worldwide would have him in the front couple of rows probably. Th- third row of the grid or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, shows you how close it is. I, what I, something I find fascinating, and that's the, the family battle. So Rory Butcher is sixth, um, mm. your brother-in-law, and you're seventh in the championship. Championship. <laughs> I had Rory on the show a couple of weeks ago, and I was talking about the the interfamily rivalry. Um, mm. uh, so for us watching on, that's quite an interesting factor because you you do tend to find each other on the track a fair bit as well, don't you? Well, we did in qualifying when he sat on the racing line when I was on a hot lap. Yeah, <laughs> See, it's these sort of conversations that I'm fascinated by. Oh, little bugger! <laughs> so yeah, you had a conversation, again. did you? We did, yeah. He's, yeah. Not, he's, he's not getting dessert at Christmas after that. <laughs> <laughs> very good. The two, the two of you do get on very nicely, don't you? Uh, to be fair, we just keep it separate. Yeah, you yeah. Know, I mean, it's you know, race, you know, race with respect, obviously. But it's um, you know, ultimately, he's fighting for he's fighting tooth and nail for his team mm. and his, you know, his race and his career and everything that goes with it. As am I, you know. So it is another car on the grid, you know. <sighs> It's, but obviously, I know I know who it is, so yes. that that does sit in my mind as well, you know. Yeah, you have to be um, maybe a, a little. I think that's pretty much what Rory said last week. There is a, a, a certain element of um, yes, this is, this is my brother-in-law. I need to be extra extra careful on this occasion. Um, uh, maybe that's two way. But it, but but it doesn't mean that we, it doesn't mean that we won't race. I mean, no, absolutely, no, no. we'll race. You know, like I said, we're both fighting for our own our own cause. But yeah. 
like I said, you just know who it is. In a funny kind of way, it's, yeah, it's almost like having a, I don't know, yeah. Well, it is like having a brother-in-law. I was going to say, it's like having like a th- it is like having a third team, you know, somebody yes. who you just, you got to get the move done and you're going to race against them. Yes. Like, yeah, it's, it's all good. Yeah, I get that. Um, so finally, thoughts on Knock Hill and the second half of the year. Knock Hill being the first part of the second half of the year. Uh, I think it's going to be good. I mean, I think um, a lot of people come into the four now, isn't there? A lot of people begin to kind of find their stride. Too many to count, to be honest, just looking oh, down the championship table. Far too many. And I think what we're seeing, it's going to be really interesting. I mean, I'm obviously hoping for a for a strong weekend at Knock Hill. Still conscious that the points at Knock Hill are only worth everything else. And we can see how quickly, you know, it can go up and down. But, you know, I think we're in a better place with the car now. The last couple of rounds, we've really got our act together uh, in terms of where we needed to be with the car. I think, uh, you know... Uh, we didn't have a, a kind of great thrust in. It broke twice there. But apart, mm. if we hadn't have had that, you know, the kind of stoppages at thrust in, we'd have been sitting third or fourth in the championship yes. and yeah. kind of quite happy in the mix. So I think we're okay on, you know, we seem okay on pace, but tyre test will be important. We've got two days at Snetterton. We've got a lot of stuff we want to try. And we just got to keep on scoring. I think there'll be loads of twists and turns to this championship. Mm. And I think the circuits that are coming up will really deliver cracking racing. I think that is a, is a real positive for the series. Gordon, as ever, uh, thank you so much for joining us here on Autoglimt in Top Tuesday. Well done mm. at the weekend. Um, uh, good luck with the uh, this weekend and the McRae rally. Um, and then uh, we'll see you uh, tire test two weeks time. And then uh, two weeks after that, we come north. Of the, we love coming to Knock Hill. We well, love it. Well, that's the best round of the year, isn't it? <laughs> well, I can't possibly say that, but I will say we <laughs> love coming to Knock Hill. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, and we love welcoming everybody as well, and the crowd love it. And it's just, yeah, it's it's an event, and that's what two and car racing is all about. I found, my knock, I found my knock Hill woolly hat the other day. Uh, and uh, I you thought, won't need that. Uh, is uh, it, uh, need will, will I not? No, no, you won't need that. I like I to put, wear it. It's a fashion statement. And I'll put the order in with him above. And <laughs> okay, okay. I'll, I'll I'll bring the um I'll bring the after sun and yeah. the sun lotion as well. Okay, perfect. There we go. I have been sunburnt at Knock Hill before now. It can be the most beautiful place when the sun shines out. Um, uh, Gordon, thank you as ever. Thank you very much indeed, and good luck with this weekend. Ah, thanks, Al. There we go. Uh, Gordon Gordon Shen, everybody, three-time champion and double winner in 2020 here on Auto Glim Tintop Tuesday. Twenty twenty two, of course, I meant. <laughs> Talking too fast. It's been a long show. I also called Mitchell Street no, Matthew Street, Mitchell Street earlier on. I I, I then said to Dan Lloyd, let's talk about Saturday and I talked about the race. So I yes, I it's not a word that I particularly like, but I've misspoken a couple of times tonight. Do forgive me start of a very long week as well uh yeah i wish myself good luck
Uh, thank you so much for your emails, everybody. Dave Santos, as ever, has written in. Good evening, Mr Hyde. How was this weekend's action? No one will ever tell me that Croft doesn't produce great racing. It's a fantastic circuit. I don't think it's any shock that the driver of the weekend was Dan Lloyd. To come back from the injuries he suffered at Alton and to drive like that just goes to prove what a fantastic driver he is. Two wins, thoroughly deserved. Also have to mention Colin as he too, uh, too proved what a what kind of person uh, and a driver he he is to come back and have a very solid weekend. Flash from pole in uh, race three to check a flag and not putting a wheel wrong. Really top driving. Big shout out to Tingers for the chat around the tyre stack on Saturday. Uh, nice to just chat about nothing and, uh, and nothing to do with racing and giving my mate Zeus a fantastic new nickname that you won't be able to read out on the radio. No, I won't. Uh, and a huge thank you on behalf of Joe, Zeus and Emily to the hospitality people at PMR. They were fantastic with us and looked after us brilliantly. Uh, we really miss Parth this weekend. Yeah, Rick Parth, uh, not out at Croft. Um, and I think, Dave, I think that was your uh, that was your image of the week, wasn't it? Yeah, big banner. We miss you. Uh, and that's for Rick Parfit. Ah, oh, good stuff. Uh, Joanne. Hello, Joanne. Uh, I finally got around to writing you an email. It was lovely speaking to you and Podium Lucy after the racing on Sunday. Uh, don't forget to ask Tinker... No, I'm not going to ask Tinker about that. The nickname. Hope you have a nice rest before Knock Hill. Uh, well, I'm glad that you wrote in, Joe. Thank you very much indeed. Dave Cox says, Good afternoon. Crazy to think we're halfway through the season already. It's been a mega... Uh, so far, uh, Croft was no letdown either. First, shout out to PMR, great hospitality. Thanks to Dave for helping us with that. Well done to the teams uh, involved to get the cars prepped in time for different reasons. What a weekend for Daniel Lloyd. Mega. Uh, next up, uh, no, I won't ask about the name on the postcard. It's naughty. I would also like to say well done to James Gornell, back in the BTCC car and back on the pace. Good man. Hope to see more of you next year. Finally, it's Knock Hill next and a new track for me. Can't wait to get there. Uh, Till then, we're halfway there, living on a prayer. Uh, The picture attached is Michael Kreese, about to uh, cause the third red flag in qualifying. Thank you, Dave. Thanks for sending that in. Uh, Josh says, hi, hi, Alan. Hope you're well. Here's a photo from Croft, but it needs a caption. Sorry, Um, Okay, very good. Uh, This was JP making a swift exit after the autograph signing. I can imagine him saying that. Uh, Hello, Sharon. Uh, Well, my weekend plans to go to Croft were cancelled due to COVID. No! It finally caught up with me. Still, I had the opportunity to to watch part of FP1 and FP2, thanks to Glenn, Chris and Ty going live from the track. I don't know if they listened to Tin Top Tuesday, but want to say, much appreciated, guys. Uh, I was pleased to see Daniel Lloyd get back on the track after that awful crash at Alton Park. The cost of repairs is saddening, and I hope he raises the cash for the repairs. He drove well, and two well-deserved podiums was uh, the result. Uh, also pleased to see Colin Turkington on the podium and fighting fit after the crash at Alton Park. I uh, just want to mention a few drivers who are showing their worth this season. Jake Hill doing fantastic with WSR uh, backing and Bobby Thompson in the top 12 finishes. Got to mention Josh Cook holding the championship after a few rounds was great to see and he's one to watch in the running for the championship this year. Watching touring cars at the weekend for the first time since Donington did not disappoint. Great viewing, great action. See you soon Alan. Love from Sharon. Uh, Sharon, uh, get well soon. I'm sorry to hear that you're poorly. Um, that's, um, uh, that's very sad indeed. Uh, Mick Palmer from Motor Racing UK magazine. 
Uh, he, being the editor, has sent in some pictures. A few shots from the only story of the weekend. What a wonderful picture. I'm guessing that's in Park Verme of uh, the Lloyd family all hugging together. Um, that, that's an amazing picture. Dad's face is something really, really special. Uh, great pictures. Absolutely superb pictures. Thank you very much indeed, Mick. Um, Steve Payne. Hello, Steve. Northern Steve here. Been so busy uh, as I'm now into my busy season. Still working on the Southern accent and catching up, but listening whilst working. Uh, that intro was brilliant. Dan, Dan. <laughs> it's brief, but Dan has had a brilliant comeback, as has Colin in the old car. Thomas pulled it back and the new season is amazing. Do we really uh, know who is the driver or the team to put money on? No, Steve, we don't. Hello, Fiona. Loving the show while cycling four miles on the torture machine. <laughs> Pass on my congratulations to Tingalingaloo. Hero, Flossie says, woof. Any chance of... Oh, I can have a little look for that. That's a very good... Oh, and you are cycling as you go. Hashtag, this is how I listen. Good on you, Fiona. Very good. Well done. Uh, Vicky. Hi, Alan. Thought you'd like to see the card Harry made for my dad for Father's Day as he owns a Toyota. It was lovely to meet you at Croft on Saturday and Harry would like to thank Jade, Rick, Tingram, yourself and the amazing WSR crew for their time and explaining all about the cars and letting him sign one of Stephen's tyres at Brands Hatch uh, as he's now achieved his sports enthusiasts badge at Cubs. Well done. He told Arcala all about it at great length. Lucky Arcala likes motorsports. Thank you again for your time on Saturday. You're very welcome. And see you at Knock Hill. That comes from Vicky, Rob and Harry Jarman. Thank you, guys. Um, Dan Smith. Dan, Dan uh, says, I've got a question for Dan, if you don't mind. Which one? Is having two touring car legends in Matt and Flashes to... Oh, Dan Robot. Robo. As team members, as useful as it sounds. Do they give much input? I'm sorry, I didn't get to that, Dan. We had so many... I'm really, really sorry about that. Um, I'd just like to say uh, that the ladies who run the Tingram merchandise stand are amazing. My son Harry is a massive fan, and every BTCC weekend uh, we go to, we have to make a beeline for the paddock to find Tom for a photo and autograph, then straight to the Tingram merch stand to spend daddy's money on T-shirts, key rings, and more. The ladies on the stand are so welcoming and always have time for Harry to have a good chat. Good luck. And let's finally get the championship this year. Uh, thank you, Dan. Uh, great to have you listening. Um, in fact, thank you to all of you uh, for uh, sending in your... Alice has sent in some... Oh, uh, a picture of Tingram trying to get a bit of fizz out the bottle after race two. Very good. It's unusual, wasn't it? We didn't have the backdrop on the podium at the weekend because it was too windy and it becomes like a, like a sailboat and it could possibly tip over so we had it down but it's given us some some interesting um uh, pictures with some beautiful sky and trees that's a cherry tree we learned at the weekend just to one side of the of the podium beautiful uh and lisa uh hi alan thanks for another great weekend of circuit commentary again uh, i was very interested to hear flash talk about flying and the red arrows i'm not sure if you saw it but back in february i did an aerobatics experience flight not with the red sadly but with a professional pilot doing all the rolls turns etc and what he described is spot on the g-forces weird i think we got to 6g maximum i did get very queasy but an amazing one-off thing to do you should try it one day do you know what i'd rather like to do that I didn't know you could I'd quite like to do that. 
Take care and love the show as always. That comes from Lisa. Uh, if you want to see some photos of my flying, search my albums on Facebook and you'll find them. Do you know, Lisa, I might just do that. A massive thank you. Uh, this really interesting interviews tonight. A big thanks to, to Dan Lloyd, to Dan Robottom, to Tingram, as ever, Tom Ingram, the championship leader, and to Gordon Shedden as well. Um, I've loved tonight. Absolutely brilliant. We'll do it all again in, what's it going to be, four weeks' time? After Knock Hill. Come and join us at Knock Hill. If you haven't ever been to Knock Hill before, we don't just make it up that it is a, an amazing touring car weekend experience. It's a wonderful place to go. Go on, put it in your diary. Go in a couple of weeks' time. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for your tweets and emails. Keep them coming in as you listen on the podcast because we do look at the emails and the tweets in between the shows and you never know, we might read it out on the next show. But in the meantime, stay safe, everybody. Night-night. Turn